Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a Time for another episode of N4G Radio. It's a buzzing. Buzz, 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 buzz. It's episode 465 for March 6th, 2017. We're in March already. First quarter coming, to, coming to the close. And what year it's been. And it's uh, Merry Switchmas. Switch launched on Friday. It's, What's that? It's un- We've been doing the show for over 10 years. And it's crazy to think that this is the first time we've ever had a console launch that's not in the fall. It's crazy. But anyway, with us this week, we have uh, John. Hello. We have Hello. G- we have Jay. Buongiorno. And we have Jason joining us shortly. You know he's he's itching to get in. Itching here. for switching. He's itching for itching the for switch. switching. Talk about Zelda. He doesn't want us to talk about Zelda till he gets here. And then I replied back with, "Well, then get here on time." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I whatever. <laughs> so yeah, the Nintendo Switch is out. Um, once Jason gets here, seventy-five percent of the people on the show will own one. So wow. there's that. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple couple months ago, like not anybody was getting a Switch except for you because yeah. you always intend. Yeah. And me, thank you. I didn't think you were. I thought you decided against it. No, I was a VR. Always, always I, I pre-ordered the Switch as soon as game allowed it. Switch. Because it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Yeah, we, we criticize Nintendo more than any of the other companies, but they're the ones that will always buy their machines. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> even after the lackluster like reveal in January, I still... I still wanted one. Yeah, I still, I still love mine. Can't wait for Mario. We'll talk about Zelda later because Gambus mm. going to want to talk about Zelda. So let's start with Jay. That's the first, right? That's that the first time. That that I think is uh, the first. All right. Um, I get, I get, I get overthrown. Well, you I got, you've God. played Zelda, so we'll talk. Oh about yeah, it. yeah, he's he's right. Nice. I haven't, I haven't played Zelda. Yeah. Um, nice I'll just say my my voice sounds weird because I have a cold. Been had it since Wednesday. It's starting to recover, I think. I'm gonna start actually going outside without fear of contaminating other people. Hopefully, <laughs> soonish. But I hear like nah, a virus. Just, just just infect them all. It's fine. I don't want to do that, man. That's such a that's a rude thing to do. Nah, that's the Go to a movie theater and just cough from the back. Yeah, room. absolutely. <laughs> without, without, without covering my mouth or anything. Yeah, exactly. Just, no, just, no, <laughs> in every direction possible. Yeah, yeah, just, that's yeah. it. That's what you do. Oh, yeah. 
See, like, you guys saying that to me makes me scared to go outside when I'm not sick. Because I know there's, like, douchebags, like, we are described like that yeah. really do that. No, for sure That's there terrifying. are. terrifying. No, you, sh- you shouldn't do that. If you're sick, you should stay home. Yeah, uh, I, I tried. I was trying to go uh, watch some movies uh, during the week, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't go out like this. I was like, yeah. Well, uh, but- I, can, I can recommend Logan, that's for sure. You can? Yes, I can. It's... Uh, it's not only probably the best X-Men movie, but it's mm. one of the best superhero movies ever made. Oh. It, it's proper good. Proper good. We were supposed yeah, to I mean, go see that this weekend, but we ended up not going. Uh, I would certainly recommend it. That's the uh, the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and Patrick Stewart as the Professor X. So mm. uh, but it's, they've it's done a very respectful and stellar job, and it if it's weird because it's not a superhero movie, that's not the focus of it. It's about mutants, of course, um, but you've got both uh, you've got both Wolverine and Professor X. Uh, you know, at basically their powers are uh, you know far removed from when they were younger, and it's more about the their invulner- invulnerabilities now that they're older uh, more than anything else um there's uh, there's only one downside and this isn't the fault of anything the writers did or the director because the direction is amazing uh it's um caliban who is the third main mutant uh who's helping logan and professor x he was briefly in apocalypse um as one of the mutants helping storm find other mutants uh, he's played by a different actor this time. He's played by the British actor Stephen Merchant. Now, Stephen Merchant is uh, most famous, I guess, for his involvement in writing the original UK version of The Office with Ricky Gervais. And he's from Bristol. And he has a very Bristolian accent, which is very country. You know, you, you think I sound a bit country. He sounds very country. And as soon as he opens his mouth, you hear <laughs> it. And it's very, very odd uh he has some really good scenes and uh, again the character of caliban has been very well written um but when he opens his mouth and you hear the bristol accent and it's very who are accent it seems out of place but that's the only real criticism i have of that <laughs> yeah that that, that, that's pretty nitpicky when you talk about <laughs> again, wasn't he the voice of um portal 2 the portal 2 thing yeah yes yes he was yes Excellent and that's job. how he sounds Okay, and yeah, so, no, no, I like I like that that character in that game. It it's a nice. I mean, I like the Bristolian accent. I think it's fine. But when it's set against, um, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman's kind of accent, which is meant to be Canadian, but obviously he's Australian and or, or um, New Zealand, I can't remember if it's Australian or from New Zealand, but um, it seems out of place. And that's but again, that's such a small criticism for a, for a movie that is one of the best I've seen. Oh, uh, speaking of superhero, I know this is off topic, but this is be the end of it. Uh, did you guys see the uh, teaser for Deadpool two? That's one um, out. Um, I it didn't. We didn't get it at the cinema in the UK. Apparently, they did in uh, the states, but I watched it online, and that's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. Did you see it, Ken? No, I haven't seen it yet. Although I did uh, when I checked into my hotel Monday. Like I turned mm-hmm. on the TV as I started to relax, and the first thing on was Deadpool right at the beginning, so I got to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh check out the teaser when you're able. It's just really funny. Oh absolutely. Uh, like makes... Deadpool was the best thing that Fox has done and I couldn't tell you how long. It was so good. Mm, I agree. It That's certainly made stuff. me want to um play 
Uh, sorry, watch Deadpool again. I was gonna say, yeah. don't don't play Deadpool. That game is not. No, it's not very good. No. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the, you know, let's get to the games. Right? I was say video games, right? That's what this <laughs> show's about, right? Yeah. Um. That's just typical of me when I rent a lot of games. I'm I'm like a step, uh, like a week late kind of thing. So I played through Horizon Zero Dawn. I got the, I got that as a rental last week. Well, well this week, this week. But um, because I've been homesick most of the day, I've been able to just kind of sit home and like marathon this game. And uh, this was a good marathon game actually, because after I got to a certain point, I really wanted to like keep going to see how the uh, the story would finish. And um, I had a good time. I mean, like everything that needs to be said about Horizon Zero Dawn, I think has already been said about how beautiful it is, how you know the the large scope of the world this how you know how how crazy some of those uh machines are like i think one of my best fe- uh, best things about the game is that when i encounter a brand new machine that i've never seen before and i think about like how am i gonna take this thing down i don't know its weaknesses i start scanning it i start looking at my inventory of like weapons and items and stuff like that so i start setting traps all over the place and the first fight is generally usually kind of like rough and uh, I, I always kind of screw up here and there. And I was like, but after the first time, I start picking out weaknesses. Like, okay, this part is weak to like fire damage. This part is weak to freeze damage. So I start switching out arrows, start doing traps and stuff like that. And uh, once you start understanding the machines and how they function, you can start taking them down much more, uh, much, much more easy, easily. And um, it's, it's really fun. Just the, the sense of discovery when fighting enemies and stuff like that. Because the moment-to-moment gameplay and the um, the the way you work the bow in that game, it just feels really good. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. especially once you get the ability to notch multiple arrows in in a single shot. So I would do something like uh, I would put a status element on 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 a on a machine to make it take multiple damage. I would rip off the side of its carcass on the side of so to reveal its heart, and then afterwards. I would slow down time, have three arrows notched up, and shoot at his weakness for like 2,000 damage. Like almost like one-shotting the beast. Uh, while otherwise, I'd be hitting it for like 100, you know? So all the little steps of preparation, I think, really feels good. I think that is the highlight of the game. And the story uh, was a bit more surprising than I expected. I, was, I, had a, I had a certain idea of how the game would go. And while it went to that general direction, the the way they presented the story and how it actually turns out in the end uh, is actually pretty fascinating. And once I got to a certain point when the revelations kind of kept heading one after the other, I was really beelining to the end, like skipping all the side uh, quests. Not because they were boring, but because the main story was really compelling and uh, I really wanted to see it finished. And also, you know, I got review games to play, so I didn't want to spend too much time doing all the side stuff because hmm. as as Ken said, this game is like massive. Like I think I had like twenty or thirty side quests on finish when I finished the game, and uh, I still put like twenty two, twenty three hours into it. So yeah, I think it's probably five. I think it's between forty five and fifty if you want to hundred percent it. Yeah, here, I guess. yeah, I could, I could definitely I've been see that. probably about ten hours so far. The, um, the nice thing I like about this game is is it's got a really good story and it ends. Like, there is a possibility of a sequel, but it feels like you get conclusion. Mm. Uh, That's good to hear. They, I don't know, man. I think they, they set up for a sequel. They, they, they gave you that little piece, mm. but 
the main story. <clears throat> you got yeah. what you what you came in there for. That's true. I like I like one of the lines that uh, the one of the side characters that you meet uh, about halfway through the game. He tells you something as he kind of leaves the stage more or less, and it, it kind of says what it means for that particular story arc that you're in right now. When he leaves the stage and it kind of sets up for another later down the line. I think when you get there and when you hear hear what he has to say, uh, you'll get what I mean. But um, it was pretty it was pretty well written, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's Horizon Zero Dawn, an excellent uh, open world game. Because you know me, I don't really like open world games too much. But this one, I really felt compelled. To, like the world was awesome. The, the things that I was fighting, the moment to moment gameplay, which is atypically not something that you want. You you hear a lot of good things about. Like, nobody says the best part of The Witcher 3 is the combat, right? No. It's the story, it's the world, it's the explorations, it's side quests. But in Horizon Zero Dawn, I believe the best part of that game is the combat. Yeah. And that's saying a lot um, for an open world game. Um, highly recommend it if you, if you haven't gotten the chance. Um, another game that I played, um, this is kind of like a small... I tried to play like one indie game that I've heard of um, during per week so I can have something to talk about in the podcast. And uh, for this week, I, I chose Stories Untold. Have you guys heard of this one? No. No. Mm, when you look up Stories Untold, right, like if you watch a trailer or something like that, the immediate vibe that you're going to get is, um, well, this feels and kind of sounds like Stranger Things. It's got that, like, 80s vibe to it with the sound, you know, that synth sound, like that retro synth sound that I, I really enjoy. It's got that kind of soundtrack to it. But what it is is that it's a reimagining of what a what a, what a text adventure game is like, right? So let me set the stage, and I'm gonna kind of spoil the first one, but there's like five or six of them, so don't feel too bad. But I need I need to talk about one story in order to set the stage for what this game is like. So you start up the game, right? And you're playing. There's a, all you see on the screen is that you have a monitor inside your screen, right? And then there's a keyboard, and Inside that monitor is a text adventure game that you're playing. Uh, I believe it's called House Abandon. Uh, it's supposed to be like this old classic game. And you're playing a text adventure game in a game. And as you're playing it, things start shifting. Things start changing. It feels like, it feels like a, like a very simple text adventure game. You're typing things like look around, like unlock door, you know, like take key and stuff like that. And it's simple, but once you start getting into it, the, the narrative shift focuses, like, changes. It, it turns out that as you're playing the game, it has a sinister vibe, like, someone else is also watching you play the game. So it feels like as you play through the game, you play through the game again a second time, but in, in this time, everything has changed. Like, the environment that you were in is all, like, destitute. It's all dark, and the, light, the lights are flickering. And this basic story of House Abandoned is that you're walking into this house for the first time. It's supposed to be your old house, and you have, like, fond memories. But the second time through, you're playing it again. But you're inside that house, and as you type the commands of the person who is exploring the house for the first time, they're actually in the house, and they're coming up to your room. So actively making progress is kind of like making the person that's intruding upon your house get to where you are. And there's like a deeper secret in that story. It's weird. Uh, it's got some really chilling vibes to it. Um, 
And um, the other side stories are equally as creative. It's, it's got some really imaginative uh, ideas in, tar- in terms of narrative. Uh, it was only ten bucks, and um, I had a blast with it. Like, it's it's a weird, weird game, but I haven't played anything like it because I. It's not like I'm gonna play like a text adventure game for fun nowadays. But this one really took it out of the box and gave it this really interesting presentation, in in a way where I, you could enjoy it in modern times. So. Check that out. It's on. Uh, it's on PC right now, uh, and uh, pretty enjoyable. Uh, I have some updates on some mobile games that I was playing before. What? I un- yeah, yeah. I I uninstall Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave that a go because you know, like I like Fire Emblems. I want to see where it goes, but I wasn't happy with how they're doing, um, like the PvP element of it. When you have a mobile game where you clearly, obviously, pay to win, right? You shouldn't have PvP elements in it. That's my that's my point of view. Because in the end, no matter how hard or how much you grind, you're still gonna lose the people who just pay thousands of dollars, and that's not that's not really fun. You know, that's not a fun element. Like the, the richer guy is gonna win. Uh, this this is how it goes. They could they have the better characters, they have the better stats, and even if you have like pretty good strategy, there's like overwhelming odds you just can't overcome. And I don't think the um, the rates for getting the high level heroes is really good enough. I also tried out the uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, which is like this three year running one of the most popular mobile games in Japan. But they have an English version that you can download not from the Play Store but from their offsite. But they're doing this event where they're giving you uh, like this ten draw per day uh, every day. So it's like a good incentive for people to try out the game for the first time. But I've just had terrible luck with my draws, and I'm totally gonna uninstall this game once the event is done. Um, but yeah, like I, I only played like one mobile game that I've been playing for like a year and a half now, called Final Fantasy Record Keeper, and I've been keeping up with that mostly because I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy, and because I have such a nice like, like you know like foundation in the game, so I can basically clear everything without spending any money, and I still have fun with it. So that's the only game I play. I also uh, finally, finally started up Yakuza Zero the day before um, Ken threw Adelir Furious at my ass, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then I play, <laughs> so I play like two hours of Yakuza Zero. I was like, I'm so excited to beat this game this week. You know, I'm gonna be staying home. I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be playing this game. And then I got Adelir Furious. Like, mm, and then I started playing that, and then Horizon Zero Dawn came. I was like, hmm. <laughs> so I played two hours of Yakuza Zero, which means I haven't played Yakuza Zero. I was gonna say you finished the you finished the intro conversation. Pretty I, much. Did, I did. I did. I did finish the intro conversation. You know, uh, but boy, am I excited to just like really delve into that game. Because, well, you got uh, about you got about twenty five to thirty hours before you actually unlock the game. So yeah, it's like I, I dude, this, this is not my first Yakuza rodeo. Man, <laughs> I, I played through one, two, three, four, and five. I actually haven't beaten six yet, but I'm. Wait, no, I haven't beaten 5 yet. 6 is not out yet. But uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Yakuza 0 seems to be an exceptional Yakuza game, and I, I'm excited to go back into it. Uh, I also played a lot of Adler Furious, but, you know, Embargo, I can't talk about it. But um, I will say that my review for this one will be late. Uh, because, you know, obviously because of all the games that came up. And also, there is a lot to it. And I don't want to rush it. Yeah, I wanna I wanna 
I want to thoroughly explore this game before I write the review for it. So I'm expecting maybe like a week late or something like that. But hopefully I'll get it done and I'll put it out there. Because as you know, I've, I've played through basically every Adler game on PS3, PS2. I've been a huge fan of the series. And this one is a departure. We'll see how that goes. Right. And that's it for me. Well, while oh. you were while you were chit chatting, we had uh, a couple people join us. All right, we had the one. We had the wombat. He's up in here. I am. Hello, 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 hello. hello. And we have uh, Gamba Switch is in the house. Hello, greetings, programs. <laughs> you can tell he's excited. Oh, speaking of which, Jason. Yes, Trom Three. Yeah, <sighs> it, it, I'm excited, but at the same time, it sounds like a freaking reboot. Yeah, it does. Well, that's oh. that, that's the generation we live in. It's called rebooting. Rebootables. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, Gambus, yeah. you ready? You ready to talk? Um, are we are we ready to talk about it? Well, I talked about it last week, but if you want to go ahead. Okay, well, the... Uh, well, there's some game... echo. Where's... I don't hear anything. I had yeah, I got, echo. I got echo on my side, too, for Gambus. Am I echoing? I, I don't... Not now, you're not. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, the game that I played this week... Huh. There's a little game. Well, little... Uh, it's a tiny cartridge. I'll say that much. It, it is. It is a tasty cartridge. <laughs> no, uh. don't stick. Don't kids. Don't stick cartridges in your mouth. Okay. I never even attempted that, and I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Welcome. Really. Welcome to video game journalism in 2017. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I played um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on the uh, the Nintendo Switch. The switch. You know what? You know what makes me sad is like when when you shut it down, you put it in sleep mode, and the uh-huh. only, the only time you hear that that awesome sound effect is when you hard boot it. Yeah. And I never hard boot it. Well, I mean, you also hear that when you uh you, you hear that sound when you put the Joy Cons back in into the system. Oh, uh, I mine are never leaving the system because I have a pro, <laughs> yeah. I have a pro control. I have a big boy controller now, so. Nice. I don't... And yeah, yeah, you're right. Zero. Uh, I, I I I am going to be looking for one of those really soon. I saw if if you want, I saw them at Walmart. They had a bunch of them. Cool. So. It's uh, it's definitely going to be a must buy. Yeah. Without I mean, doubt, the Joy Cons are are doable. <laughs> um, they're all right. You can get you can get used to them, but yeah. It's like the most that I can play the game with the Joy-Cons at like one time would probably be about, about an hour and a half, maybe maybe two hours. But by that time, my hands are like really kind of like aching by then. So Zelda, um, Zelda felt so much better when I finally got to plug that controller in. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, so can I, can I take a second to, uh, to complain about something control-related on Zelda? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, the fact that on the back of the box, um, it says that the um, Wiimote and Wii Classic controller are supported. They are not. Yeah. They are not supported. 
Um, Seriously. I tried, I tried to play it. Um, the back of the box shows Wii Remote and Nunchuck, and also shows Wii Remote and Wii Classic Controller. I tried to play it with the Wii Classic Controller. Doesn't even recognize it. Um, it, it feels weird because that, that that controller doesn't have as many buttons as like um, like a standard controller, does it? Uh, it's got two. It's got two triggers and uh, four face buttons. Really, I thought it only had two triggers. I don't think so, unless I'm remembering wrong. I haven't used a Wii Classic controller in <clears throat> God, I can tell you how long. So, um, but it's just frustrating to me because it's on the back of the box that it'll use it. Um, and it does not. I even tried turning off the Pro Controller, um, and uh, like, or not the Pro Controller, the uh, gamepad. Um, so I booted up the Wii U and didn't even turn on the gamepad. Um, and it recognizes my Wii Classic controller until I actually get into Zelda, and then it, it says that I need to turn the gamepad on. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, so uh, that's a, that was a that was a frustration point for me. The other, and then I look online, and everything online says that on the UK box, it only shows the Pro Controller and the gamepad. <laughs> misprint. Uh, you got the you got so, the special misprint edition. Yeah, I got the special misprint edition. Apparently, yeah. Did uh, just just a question? Did you guys all switch the jump button? No. Yes. That's the first thing I did was switch the jump button. <laughs> yes. I'm what? not gonna go. I'm not gonna what, make that. What error. is the jump button? The jump button by default is uh, X or is it Y it's or something? The top button. Yeah, the it's top. X. Basically, oh, where okay. triangle is on a PS4 controller. Okay, I, I play Shadow of the Colossus. Ico Games does that. Yeah, those are bad games. So that's. So Zelda's a bad game, I guess. No, I, I can switch the jump button. And it's I nice did. That they let you do it. First thing I did, it, like it's an option in the menu. It says switch jump button. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that too. Oh, I could not. I couldn't be jumping with the Y button all the time. No way. Yeah. But um, if I had to make a statement about this game, and you know me in the past, I've made you know I, it, when I'm film when I'm really feeling a game, I usually make these. Big, bombastic, outlandish statements about something. Because, you know, I, I, I never can, you know, speak conservatively, conservatively about um, really? a title when I'm really <laughs> feeling something, you know. So, there there is something I want to say about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but I, 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 I don't know yet. I think I'm going to let time pass by before I actually say it. But I will say this in the most conservative way that I can voice my opinion about this game, the way that I feel about this game. Uh, this game is the greatest single-player experience that I've had playing a game since we've started this podcast. Yeah, Whoa. but to be fair, you've only played four games since starting the podcast. <laughs> that, that is that is true. That is true. So this is uh, this is so interesting to me um, because I keep seeing and hearing stuff like that, and yeah. I don't I don't see it. Uh, um, oh, I, I, oh, listen oh. now. Wait, hold on. Fight. Hold on, because we're not going to go down this path where something's either the greatest thing that's ever existed or it's awful. <laughs> I agree. Right? I think it's a great game. Um, but, you know, I've played... Now, again, I'm not super far in it, so before anybody comes out and says, oh my god, you haven't spent 25 hours in it, you're not allowed to talk. 
Um, I'm probably mm-hmm. four or five hours in. Um, I've okay. done, I think, seven different temples. Um, I don't see it yet. Um, I don't. I don't. I see it as a really good game and a good um, upgrade to the Zelda franchise. But yeah. I, I cannot say, even based on limited impressions, that it's the best game I've ever played. Um, I, I will also add, and this is going to get me even more flame, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I am coming into it, having spent a tremendous amount of time in The Witcher, and then coming straight, which blood wines. Uh, very sort of colorful, uh, you know, that kind of almost looks like a painting aesthetic, right? Mm. And I have also spent probably five or six hours in Horizon already. Um, but it's jarring to me, and I know art styles are different, blah, blah, blah. It's jarring to me to go from those two games back-to-back to Zelda um, and play each of them back-to-back. Zarin, uh, how so? If you can jarring in terms of the visual fidelity, um, jarring's in ter- jarring in terms of draw distance, um, jarring in terms of performance. Quite honestly, I don't know if it's an effect or not, but I've had some slowdown when fighting enemies in Zelda. Um, jarring just in terms of um, how much more effective, in my opinion, the character interactions are in The Witcher and in Horizon than they are in Zelda. Now, again, I know they're different games. I'm not comparing the games as each other. What what I'm saying is my opinion of Zelda might be tainted by the fact that I have spent so much time in the other two recently. Um, But the the interaction in Horizon is... um, it's given a ton of weight based on how realistic the characters look. No, um, I, I can I can totally see where you're and, coming from because you're you're very much a, a narrative world building kind of player. I am, and I'm I'm huge on characterization. Um, and Zelda just doesn't have it so far. It's um, and it's 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 Zelda, you, you know. Right, right. No, no, no. I yeah, I'm that's and that's why I'm saying I'm not comparing the three games. I'm saying that my perspective on Zelda is probably skewed a bit by the fact that I've spent so much time in the other two recently. Um, but it is, it's genuinely, um, like I, I, I look at people, and again, I, I get it, but I look at people posting screenshots and saying, oh my god, this world is so beautiful, I could explore it for hours, and I think, man, it looks like, like, there's more fog in this than a Dynasty Warriors game. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, people post a screenshot looking from the top of a tree, and they're like, oh, my God, look how beautiful this is. And I'll, I, I'm like, the it's not, right? The art style is great. That's fine. Um, but to act like this is the most beautiful game that's been released this year, I think is hyperbole. I would um, disagree with you, but that's... I, I absolutely adore the world. I like I look at this world and I see something and I go, I want to explore that. Whereas in most, you know, open world games I look at it and I go, Shit, I gotta go there. Well when you can when you can see it I can maybe. S- but I can see uh, it fine. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's a difference because you're playing on Wii U and I'm playing on Switch. 
I don't know because all the I mean all the screenshots I see have that same layer of fog over everything. I, no. the, the, one of the things that really stands out to me in this game is like when I go up to a tower and you know I'm surveying the land to find my shrines. Like everything, I can see everything in the world that is meant to be seen. So I can always see the Hyrule <clears throat> Castle. I can always see the other towers. I can always see the shrines. Like they stand out. So, but that doesn't make the world feel small to you? Because that's the effect that it has on me, is I go from, um, you know, I can run through um, a ice section straight into a section where it's warmer um, in two minutes. Um, And, you know, I can stand on top of a tower and I can see everywhere that I'm supposed to go. Um, That has the opposite effect on me. Um, it, It... it makes the um, it makes the world feel smaller. Um, so again, uh, I you know I'm also and not to compare the two games, just environments. <laughs> I'm also fresh off of Blood and Wine, where you can do the same thing, right? You can stand at the top of the castle, and you can see most places you can go in the game, um, but you can see it in a completely different fidelity. Um, and I, I, I don't know that I, I think that's probably where my confusion is coming from. I think for a Zelda game, the art style is fantastic. It plays great. I'm glad they finally adopted a true open world. Um, but I, I just can't help but feel like, um, as an open world game, it, it lags behind other open world games as a Zelda game. It's great. Um, but I, I cannot, I, and again, I'm four or five hours in, I like the game, this isn't me hating on the game, I'm just completely baffled um, when I go online and I see people talking about how amazing the game looks, and it's the best open world game that's ever been created, and um, all this stuff about the world, and I just don't see it. And I play almost exclusively open world games. Um, I, I just don't see it. Uh, Ryan, I think it comes down to people's expectations, right? Because their barometer for games, let's say, isn't comparing the Zelda game, uh, Breath of the Wild, to, say, you know, The Witcher 3 or Horizon Zero Dawn, which are obviously still fresh in our minds because of the respective games coming out recently and also, you know, the, the DLC, you know, also being out. Uh, recent as well so we think of it in that term but what most people are thinking is that this is a jump from the other zelda games mm, the last yeah, zelda game was skyward sword but and, i don't even quite honestly jay i don't even yeah. know that i believe that yeah. um because I, i'll tell and again this is going to get me hate uh but that's okay <laughs> um i like the art style in wind waker on the wii u better mm. than the art style in breath of the wild i think it looks crisper um i i think it it's more evocative, uh, so I don't even I don't even know that I think it's the best looking Zelda game on the Wii U. I just uh-huh. I t- I totally disagree with what Jay's saying. I, I'm not I'm not looking at it in comparison to Zelda. I'm looking at it in comparison to an open world game. And and like I said earlier, most open world games I look at places where you can go, and I'm like I I don't really care. But in Zelda, I want to go there. I want to explore. The world is magical to me. Like everything that I get to gives me some kind of reward for going there, which a lot of open world games just make space for the sake of space. 
so I guess the difference is I I look I agree with you, but um, when I look at the open world of Zelda, um, I this is again, man, I'm making a lot of statements that make it sound like I don't like the game, which is not. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I just don't understand the hyperbole. Um, when I look at the open world of Zelda, I look at it almost more like an overworld, um, or almost more like a um, oh man. Uh, almost more like the the map in Super Mario World, right? Where it's like, oh, there's the lava level. Oh, there's the ice level. Oh, there's the forest level. Um, yes, I can see there, and I'm sure that the dungeons will be good when I get there. But it doesn't it doesn't feel um, like it, it doesn't feel real in any stretch at all. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you there. Um, it, I mean, it, it doesn't feel real as in, um, like to scale of like, you know, going from a, like a forest to a snow covered mountain. Yeah. You can get there in like two or three minutes. Um, so th- I would really geography... love to. Know, I would really love to know how fast you guys are running to get there in two or three minutes. Well, I'm just talking about. So, so for example, um, the um, the 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 ice area on the Grand, the Great Plateau, or whatever, right? Um, you can get across that in a couple minutes. Um, I know that because of the the pepper stuff that I ate to make sure that I wouldn't get too cold. Um, only lasted for three minutes, and I was able to get, you know, across it and where I needed to go in three minutes. Um, it's 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 just about um, like when I look at the open world that Zelda has, that Breath of the Wild has, it looks to me more like they were less concerned about building a cohesive world that makes sense, and more concerned about well, we need a cold area, and we need a forest area, and we need a volcano. And we need a castle. Um, so here's where we're going to put them all. And then when you stand at the top of the tower, it's like looking at the overworld map in Mario World. You can see the donut land, and you can see the lava land, and you can see... You know what I mean? Um, hey, hey, I, hey, I think, hey, Ryan. I think we're probably just looking at different things from an open world game. Um, for me to consider something a uh, hallmark of open world design, the world has to feel real. Not real from a it looks real sense. It has to feel like it's someplace that could actually exist. I guess even I guess within I, a fantasy world. I guess I feel that because I, I get what you're saying. Where when you stand in the first great plateau and you see all those things, but once you start opening that map up, you realize there's a lot more of those things that are tucked away in that world. And again, I like I said, I've played five hours, but um, most of the most of the responses I'm seeing are from people who are also giving early impressions. And I just there are very few games where everyone's consensus early impression is completely different than mine. And uh, more than anything else, I'm struggling to put those two together because I feel like everybody else is falling in love with this game, like it's the best game that's ever been created. And I'm playing it going, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, but it's uh, like I'm not ready to write a soliloquy about it because I've never played anything better. Um, I'm just not there. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a very different boat because I'm 50 hours in. You know, I, I do feel like I can write a soliloquy about how it is probably the best open world game I've ever played. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan. Yeah. You said you, uh, you're about five hours in. Yep. And, and, you, and how many shrines have you gotten past? Seven. And okay. I've, I've, so I've, I'm seven shrines in. I've done two of the towers. Um, I have a horse. I, um, I've explored uh, most of the Great Plateau. Um, and I've explored a large chunk of the second spot that opens up. Okay. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm, I might be closer to six hours in. Okay, I, I've put um, d- about double that amount in. Yep. And I've only done like uh, five shrines so far. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I, to me, to me, this the the. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't really compare them with with other games. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically you could. Um, it almost feels like the whole like playing like a Devil May Cry game and then going straight into like Monster Hunter, which this game borrows heavily from Monster Hunter, in my opinion. Uh, I I see it in some ways, um, not. I mean, I see it in terms of like you have to cook your food and uh, some of the stuff like that, but. Maybe I'm just not there yet. I, I don't. I have 50 hours in. I don't. I've never heard a Monster Hunter comparison. That's more Horizon than Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like <clears throat> you have to keep track of your stamina and the uh, like the 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 whole the, the whole cooking thing and the and that and the fact that you have to like digest something in order to. To you stay know, stay warm, that to kind stay of stuff. warm. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Stuff like that. Um, I also feel that the also kind of like Monster Hunter, whereas the, the graphics themselves on Monster Hunter are not are not that impressive, but it's the it's the art direction and the attention to detail outside of graphical prowess that I think the, 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 those games. Uh, uh, have a lot in common. Um, it's not. It's not that the game looks photorealistic, but I think the game, the the, the actual environments themselves, kind of feel uh, like they have their own character characteristic. And, and it's and it's really just like to me, it's right down to like the wind. The wind, you know, blowing through the grass and. You see little blades of grass, you know, kicking up into the air, and you hear crickets and and yeah, but there's a like lot that. of games that do that, right? I mean, that's not a Zelda exclusive. Uh, I I don't know. I guess I guess my my point here is I feel like um, here's where I think other people are coming from compared to mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Um, I don't think. I think the game does being a Zelda game very well. And I think within the context of opinion that says this game is the best Zelda game that's ever been created. I I don't necessarily agree with that yet, but I'm still too early to make that um, statement. 
Um, yeah. I, I can don't know that even... Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that even when I get 40 hours into this game that I'm going to be comfortable at all talking about it in terms of great open-world games. Mm. Because it does, it just it doesn't tick that box for me. It, Brian, uh, yeah, I well and truly believe you have just pissed all over Bagambas's chips. <laughs> I'm, I, I probably have. And this, I this, no, this is, this is, he sounds this is good. like this is he's good. crying I just on the inside. No, no, Jay, Jay's uh, right. Jay's right. This it's good to yeah, have a different opinion of something. Yeah, absolutely. I do, and again, it's not it's not so different. I don't think the game is bad. Um, I, I just, I, I, and again, I will come back. I will report back <laughs> after I have finished the game and state whether my opinion has changed. Yeah. You guys right? haven't even made it to um, a dungeon yet. Like either one of but, you. But, but well, okay. So I'm sure the dungeons are great and I'm sure it probably has fantastic dungeons. Right. But, um, that doesn't, that's not, um, that's not what I think of when I think this is the best open world game that's ever been created. No, uh, no, I, I totally get that. As someone, the the only person that hasn't played the game, right, uh, here on the podcast today, I will. I actually have the Wii U copy coming in the mail um, probably like Monday or Tuesday, so I will play it. I will ask you guys, is there one thing, one thing in this game that it does better than any other game out there. I've already stated my piece to say that the 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 joy and wonder of exploration in this game is better than any open world game I've played. So you say the joy of exploration? Absolutely. Like the world like, itself? Okay. The world itself of like, I see something and I want to go there because I know there will be something there for me to see. Is it is it a because of the progression, the rewards no. that await you there? No, or it's, it's just curious. Just the wonder. It's it it harkens me back to the original Zelda of finding little things in the world that mm-hmm. are interesting to me. So let me ask you this question, and this is again, this is another one of those questions that's going to sound very loaded <laughs> in the negative sense, but I'm genuinely curious. If this was not a Zelda game, would you feel the same way? If this was just some some random Nintendo game, and the only thing we changed were the name and the way the main character and the princess looks, would you feel the same way? I, I that's impossible for me to answer because it's not. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I just I can't. And again, I, I will report back when I have beat the game. But uh, <laughs> so we'll talk, we'll talk to you in twenty nineteen, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I just can't help but feel like this game is getting a pass for some stuff that other games wouldn't get a pass for, just because it's the first open world Zelda. Um, hmm. And I, you know, I respect the series, but. Um, I just think if you took some of the stuff that this game does and you dropped it into other games um, and tried to sell it as the greatest thing that's ever existed, it, it, you'd, you'd get funny looks. I don't think. I don't think it's. If a game launched on, I, I think the other thing is that the fact the system that it's on um, creates some tough comparisons. Because the fact of the matter is, and this is more hyperbole, but it's real. If the, if a game showed up looking like this on either of the other two major systems, nobody would be talking about it as the best looking game that's ever been created. 
I think I, I think I visually it is striking, but I'm with Brian on this. It's not the best-looking game ever made. I think Horizon's oh, no. very close to being one of the best-looking games ever made, but there is a difference between technical achievement and artistic achievement, and I think Zelda definitely goes for the artistic side of things. Um, I also believe that Ryan is right. I think this is getting a little bit of a, a pass because it's Zelda, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think this is a good thing. This is a great launch title mm, mm, mm. for the Switch. The Switch is, it's had a bit of a rough period, you know, it's, it, people have been expecting it, there's been some up and downs about what it's going to do and how powerful it will be, and I think Zelda runs amazingly on the Switch. But, it is, but, but John, let me let me stop you for a second so I can like talk about what you just said. You say it's okay that it's getting a pass because of Zelda. I don't think it's ever okay for anything to get a pass. No, uh, I, I, because... I, I think no, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's getting a pass, but I but I, but I don't, it's getting a pass on certain things. It's not doing anything new, but then no game does anything new. No, 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 I think I, it's exciting that these things are coming to a Zelda, and I think that's the pass that it's getting, and that's a good thing because it is about time we had an open world Zelda. And the mechanics that I've experienced so far, and I'm nowhere near what uh you know gambus or ken or ryan i mean i've only been playing for an hour and a half but the introduction of the mechanics that's implemented incredibly well but he's right in the fact that it is a zelda game but it's a new breath of fresh air i i think the only way to justify to say that something should get a pass is due to hardware limitations so when you talk about visual fidelity then yeah, okay, these games should get a pass. If, if a game comes out on a portable device, if a game comes out on Switch, obviously it's not as powerful a GPU uh, as the PS4 or the Xbox One. So you can say that, like, yeah, obviously the game's not going to look like Horizon, and the art style can kind of you know maneuver around that to kind of still bring a really visually uh, pleasing yeah. experience. It's not. It's it's not. No, it's nothing. It's not anything that they haven't done before. If you look at some of the past games on the Wii U, there's very limited machine, but games still looked amazing on it. Um, and it's going to be the same, I think, with the Switch. People aren't going to be jumping on this console because they want to play Call of Duty. They do it because they want to play Zelda. But it's. Uh, I'm making it sound like it's a it's a bad thing that it's getting a pass. I think it's just people are excited that this is a Zelda. It's a new style of Zelda. It's doing what it does well. But yes, you are going to see a lot of people who are claiming this is the best game ever made and i don't think it will be the best game ever certainly going to be i mean metacritic is telling us it's the best game ever made but people's opinions vary i think it's a nice direction that it's gone in i think it looks amazing it is it is an accomplished piece of work so far you but can you can, can say that anything that is uh deferred by metacritic open critic anything that is scored the highest can be claimed to be the best According to critics, right? Yeah. Not not best according to fans, and I think no. And you'll I always think, get. Yeah, you need to really <coughs> specify You'll that. always no. You'll always get people like Gambus who and, and Ken obviously enjoying it incredibly, and he's what you put fifty hours in so far, Ken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's qualified to say that in his opinion, this is possibly one of the best Zelda's and, and possibly one of the best games he's played in a long time. Um, and again, with Gambus, you know, yes. You, you don't play as many games, Gambus, but still, you have played enough of this. To, and that's your personal opinion. 
And that's abs- I don't th- think there's anything wrong with it. But Brian, on the other hand, has said, well, he preferred Wind Waker. And that's that's fine as well. There's but no... We have to yeah, talk I- about the, the culture, though, of like, you know, we always say that, like, oh, this gets a pass, this gets a pass. But if you're a fan of something, I believe you should be critical of it. You know, obviously, in a in a productive way, can you know, calling can't be telling developers to kill themselves because of a delay or like a patch or whatever. But I'm talking about if you keep saying that, like, oh, this is a X game. I'm a fan of that series. So even though it's doing some things wrong, I I just kind of leave it alone. I just let it go. And I feel like that's what a lot of Nintendo people who are really you know, high up on the nostalgia, you know, I get it, you know, I also have uh, those rose-tinted glasses myself, so I know how that feels, feels nice, but you, as a critic, and as someone looking in from the outside, you have to try to view the game as something more than a nostalgia boner in a lot of ways. And I, and I trust that the review Ken will write will be a very professional piece based upon the game and the experience he had, not based on um, giving it a pass or rose-tinted glasses. Um, that's, you know, but you, I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with people getting excited about this just because it's a Zelda game. That's, I, I, I don't I, have a problem that's, with that. That's where you're wrong, John. I write all my reviews with my nostalgia boner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, like, I, so this bad. is the last, so this is the last, um, somewhat, somewhat negative comment that I want to make. And then. I really do want to apologize, Gambus, because I, di- I didn't mean to trash all over your fondling. I'm sure you wanted to talk about what you were enjoying in the game, and I think it's probably time for us to spend some time talking yes, about what we enjoy in the game. Because um, I do, again, I think it's a fantastic game. I think there's a lot there to enjoy. Um, I will say, though, since Gambus already brought it up, um, I am not a fan at all of the heavy reliance on a stamina meter in what is supposed to be mm-hmm. an open-world game. Um I think that having a stamina meter that at least early in the game is as oppressive as this one, um, it, it discourages um, exploration more than it encourages it um, because it, it it slows you down, right? It prevents you, uh, makes it very difficult to swim across rivers or lakes or whatever, Um uh, so I'm I'm not I think they probably should have made a decision one way or another either they wanted it to be an open world game that early on would encourage exploration and if they wanted to do that they either needed to get rid of the stamina meter or reduce its oppression um but I, I'm not a fan of the way it's implemented early on I will agree with you on that and also how quickly weapons degrade and even being a few hours in, I've it, it, that constant having to manage it, especially since your inventory can fill up quite quickly, but you're always having to have weapons on hand because it doesn't tell you how much damage, not at least on, uh, you know, it's not something you can quickly tell how much, how many hits you've got with a weapon and it suddenly breaks. That's a little bit frustrating. I don't know if that changes towards the end or whether you can get better weapons that do last longer. Um, but that's slightly frustrating. Yeah, I, I wish there had been... The yeah. little, I wish from a weapon system um, there had been an option um, to... Uh, like when you when you hit the button to pick up a weapon, instead of it just telling you your inventory is full, I wish there was an option for it to automatically replace the lowest quality weapon in your mm. uh, inventory. Um, because having to either throw the weapon away or go into your inventory to drop it in order to pick up something new 
um, it takes up time that I don't think is necessary. Um, people usually hate, hate, hate durability weapons. How come people are okay with it in Zelda? No, I haven't heard anybody that's okay with it in Zelda. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really? Anybody, uh, anybody who's talked about this game that's been their one complaint is the durability of weapons. And in fact, yeah. you know, as far as I am into the game, my strategy has become, unless there's a reason to fight those enemies, I don't fight those enemies. Unless, yeah, unless they're, pay, yeah, unless they're guarding something that I want, I don't, I don't bother with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, that, I, and that's, that's a shame because I actually feel that the combat is some of the best that it's been in Zelda. It's been, it's quite, it, it feels weighty. It feels like you're doing some damage. So that's it a shame is, to I, hear that. I, I will say that for sure. I agree. The, the combat is very good. Um, and I, um, I like how different each of the weapons like the, the the two, how different the two-handed weapons and the one-handed weapons feel. Mm. Uh, I, I I like that, but there I'm is not a, a there is a weapon in the game that doesn't break. Master That's, sword. I'm not going to tell you. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, come on, man. It's it's a whole big thing. It, there's there's okay. there's a way to get this weapon. There is a specific set of circumstances to get this weapon. The this weapon changes dialogue in the game. It, what? it opens side quests that you do not have access to until you have said weapon. And it, will this said weapon be introduced in some sort of activity that you can do with, um, without missing it? Oh, you can miss it. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's, it's, this game is, is big enough that you need to seek out certain things. And to be fair, I stumbled upon the quest for this weapon. Uh, in a pretty linear fashion, as long as I was, you know, paying attention. I have seen mm. this weapon. I cannot touch this weapon yet. <laughs> I don't mind them putting something like that behind a challenge, but at least tell you it's there, especially if it's going to solve one of the big gripes that a lot of people have. Well, it, still, it oh. has a caveat. Okay. It doesn't okay. break, but it does have a recharge of its power. Okay. So, but okay. there, there is that, and you can upgrade your inventory slots. I don't know if anybody's made it that far yet. No, I have not. That's, yes. that's, that's something. Yeah. Eventually, you can start upgrading your inventory slots, uh, your bow, your sword, and your shield slots. You can increase them. Cool. Yeah. The um um, I I will also um say that I I like I like the touches that they have added to um to being able to, to, to cook meat for extra hearts and uh, to make potions for extra stuff. And I, I, I like all that stuff. Um, I think that's well implemented, well implemented and a good addition to the series. I also like, I will say, I like the, um, the powers that I've unlocked so far. Um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a great idea that there is a square bomb and a round bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a that's a big win. I think I like the I like the magnet um, power. Although uh, I wish there was an easier way, and maybe I just don't know about it yet. I wish there was an easier way to rotate stuff when you pick it up. Um, but um, yeah, the the power so far, I'm a big fan of as well. Yeah, same here. So, Jason, I'm sorry. What? Um, oh, it's okay. What are all the things that you are enjoying about the game that make you feel like it's the greatest? Well, I think it's the sense of self-discovery. Because 
like the game doesn't hold your hand like whatsoever when you step out of the uh, the, the tomb that which your character was sleeping in. Um, I I here here's the thing about Zelda, it doesn't do one. It doesn't. I don't think. I don't think it does really one thing better than anybody else. But I think it does a ton of things really, really well. Uh, the combat is awesome. The, uh, uh, the whole recipes cooking, being able to, uh, um, affect your, uh, your status. Uh, I think, I think that's really cool. I think the, uh, the environments, even though, you know, like we were talking about earlier, how you can go from a snow covered mountain to, uh, you know, a regular temperature forest within mere minutes. Um, I, I absolutely love the geography in this game. I think it is, I think the geography is just absolutely incredible. Um, one of the, one of the uh, things that I, one of the magical moments in this game um, is around the, one of the beginning areas you know, you just see a bunch of trees and everything, and you're just like, yeah, bunch of trees. You know, could you could just uh, copy-paste, copy-paste trees. No, they didn't do that with this. Um, I ran across a tree that was completely hollowed from the uh, from the underneath of the, tr- uh, the, the underside of the trunk to where you can literally walk underneath the bottom of the tree. And it was just, it's just random. It's right in this little, little dip in the, uh, little dip in the forest. And, and you can just be underneath this little hollow tree if you want to. And it's, and I, I, I don't think there was anything significant about it other than just the fact that it, it looked, you know, different than everything else surrounding it. And, um, that's the thing, though, is in this game is it may not look significant, but it probably is. There's probably mm. something there that you missed. Like there are rock formations you'll see on the side of like cliffs. Those yeah. those probably do something. You just need to figure out what it is, and th- and that goes back to what you were saying is they they don't tell you, they don't handhold you, they want you to discover those things. So there's no like Navi character nope. kind of equivalent in this game. There really. is nothing driving you forward. Mm, good. Other than your need to explore, yeah. and your desire to yeah. where where you want to go, you go and you figure something out. Like for example, the 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 dungeons that I do. Uh, sometimes I'll solve the entire dungeon, fight the boss, realize that I'm not prepared for the boss. I'll leave for three hours and go do stuff, prepare, get what I need, um, explore a bunch more shrines, get some more heart containers, and then go back with the stuff that I need. Yeah, another thing I like about this game is that it's uh, it, it's challenging. Um, I had a um, I had one and a half hearts left, and I was fighting some uh, goblins and uh, fought a couple red ones, and then there's a this this uh, gray one that came up to me and uh, literally one shotted me. 
even though I had one and a half hearts. Oh, yeah, I've 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 met one I've met one of those, and um, yeah, they're beasts. Yeah, um, yeah, I got one shot at the other night with three hearts, so I get you. I got one shot with seven hearts. Come nice. at me, bro. It is quite difficult, to be fair. <laughs> it is yeah. very, it is. It's very hard. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And eventually you will find staple Zelda things to help you with that. There are fairies that you keep in yep, your Yep, I found a fairy once yeah. uh, already. I like the fact that I didn't need a uh, bottle or anything to keep it in. It just sits in my pouch. Nope. And there are also fairy pools. You will find those eventually. There's also a power you get from one of the dungeons that is very helpful when you die. I'll just say that. Very cool. Um, another th- another really neat <coughs> thing that happened was I, I would be... There was a part where I was just running around and I came across these boulders and then all of a sudden these the boulders started to move on their own and turned into a giant like rock golem. And yeah. uh, and it, it just happened, re- just out of random. I, it, there was no like ominous music. Well, I think I think there was ominous music that happened when it when it happened, but there wasn't no build up to this like boss. It was just like, hey, I'm a boss. Here I am. Fix I'm me. a boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm a boss. boss. And uh, you know what I did? I freaking high tilted out there. <laughs> I ran away because I think I think I only had like one heart. And that's the thing. Most of the time I'm playing this game, I'm barely living. <laughs> I, I have like one or two hearts. Uh, it's very rarely that I have full hearts because I don't, I don't like to use a lot of uh, health potions all the time or uh, the the meals, the dinners all oh. the time, just because I want to save them for when I think I'll need them. Just so. to, just abuse them. There there's so much food in the environment that it just doesn't matter. Um, how how challenging in this is this game really? It's, Am it's, I gonna go into it like thinking it's hard or is it's, it like it's a hard, It's a hard game. You will die a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's I mean, it's tough. And you're you're used to um, difficult games, so you'll probably find it easier than say I find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's tough. Okay, good. Uh, I like yeah, I like. Tough. It's is it is it challenging in a satisfying way, but challenging in like a oh that that's stupid kind of way. I've, you know I've I mean? never died and felt like it was cheap. Okay, um, good, great. The only unless time, I was trying to do something stupid. The only time that the only death I've had so far that I got frustrated at was a um, I got uh, mobbed by a couple of the what are they bokoblins? Is that what you said they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got mobbed by a couple of those guys, and two of them had those long poles. Um, oh yeah, they were they were both on fire. Uh, the poles were on fire. Yeah, fire um, sucks. And it 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 just ta- it just eats up your health so fast, and they're so far away. Uh, I was out of arrows too, which is another recurring theme. Um, so uh, that 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 part was tough. That was the the only one that I thought was frustrating. All the rest of the deaths, I've been like, yeah, that was my fault. I got too greedy. Have you guys run into guardians yet? Uh, I, the only one I've run into is next to one of the first temples where it's like buried. Yeah. That's the only one I've run into. Yeah, guardians suck. <laughs> yeah. That laser I, I... they shoot that lights the whole fucking side of a mountain on fire. Yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, I got that by the one that was stationary, and uh, uh, it was yeah, it was disastrous to say the least. My son screamed. Yeah, those things oh. are those things are scary, not, and they're not like not like screamed like he was feared like he feared for his life, but it was very the noise and the flash was very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they, they are pretty terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I don't like those guys. I, every time I see the little little lock on thing start to shoot on me, I'm like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Yeah, that laser doesn't mess around, dude. I'm I'm I've got ten hearts and really good armor, and those things still fuck me up. Mm. They are wow. they are not to be trifled with. <laughs> I also love the uh, the hang glider. Yeah, it's very helpful. That is so yep. fun. Just Controlled jumping off crap. Yep. Yep, yes. I'll agree with that. Um, I know that uh, that you can. You picked up a couple of amiibos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. <laughs> The, the the next day, um, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I I actually uh, I bought I bought uh, Rider Link, uh, Zelda, and I also bought the Guardian. Yeah, yeah I, I got the Guardian. I didn't buy the Guardian. I can't. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> ah, but it's so cool. It's nice. It's really nice. It is. What it is does it? What, nice. is, what does it give you? Because like Rider Link gives you some really sweet horse uh, stuff, like a saddle. It gives you like a, a chest with I think it might be like clothing or rare items or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it gives you a chest. Is it? It's only Zelda amiibos that work, right? I think my, my son has seven amiibos, and I don't know that any of them are going to work. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Zelda. Like all the ones I've scanned have been Zelda, and they work. Yeah. They give you at least something. Right, right. And you can I'll use have to them try once one a day. of the other ones later and see if anything, if to see if it does anything at all. Yeah, but I li- I like them. Yeah, that gar- that Guardian Amiibo is pretty uh pretty rad looking. Yeah, it's twenty dollars. It's so hard for me to. Yeah. It's only it's, it's four bucks more than all the other ones. Yeah, so, I know. well, I didn't know it was only four dollars more when I bought the first two. I didn't know they were sixteen dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can so get them. I mean, not 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 obviously when they're brand new, but you can get them a lot cheaper than that down the line. Oh, absolutely. I bought the um, what is it? The thirtieth anniversary like pixelated link because it gives yep. you some stuff. Like I got that for like eight bucks. So yeah, yeah. I think we bought. My son has. Um, my son loves Kirby. Um, so he has um, Waddle D, Meta Knight, and um, uh, King DDD, and I think we got all of them for like ten bucks a piece. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm assuming you guys are all playing with your traditional Switch Link T-shirts, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, on the characters. Yeah. Just uh, just sort of just throw it out there. You're talking about the the DLC, which I have not. Yeah, yeah. I have not bought that. There's no way the first pack sucks and. Like, is it? Does it suck? It's like it gives you hard mode and it gives you um, like a challenge mode, and I don't care about either. The, the second pack has a, a new dungeon and some new shrines, so but that's you the one. Can't I'm, buy it separate. You got to buy no, all. Yeah, well, well, by the time that I need new content for this game, mm-hmm. uh, that season pass will probably be on sale somewhere. <laughs> so. 
season pass? <laughs> yeah, it's a video game. What video yeah, I know, game? but I'm I'm thinking about like when like season passes go on. So they they stay pretty regular price for a while. Yeah, but seen, right? I don't. I'm not going to need content for Zelda for a very long time. I, I this game is very large, and I don't I don't sink forty to fifty hours in a game usually in a week or two. This one was an exception. Yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's yeah. I I absolutely adore it. It's it, if it weren't for Injustice coming out this year, it probably would have easily been my pick. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I, I have not I have not felt compelled to play a, a game all the time uh, like this since since the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm really high on this game. Is like that's all I can think about is playing this game. Because it's like when I play other games, I I, I kind of have to be like in a mood to play them. Um. But for some reason, with this new Zelda game, it's just any every any time any time's good. <laughs> if I even if I have like fifteen minutes of free time, any other game, fifteen minutes would be like, oh, I gotta I gotta prepare prepare myself to play this game for fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, you, well, I mean, you, you can't even really get anywhere in a lot of games in fifteen minutes. Well, at least with Zelda, it's like. I don't know. I could go exploring over here. Just exploring. I think that I think that is that's one of the defining factors of this game is is that even if you have fifteen minutes in any other game, it it, it would feel kind of wasted because it's like, but if I get into a cutscene, you know, cutscenes last twenty minutes. You know, if I get into this certain area I have to commit to this area for for you know half hour 40 minutes but with Zelda it's like you can you can just chip at the game in in its expiration because because the game just feels so free free flowing without the interruptions of either cutscenes or um, critical critical events within the game. Um, it's kind of like, I, I know, I, I know this is going to be kind of like a, um, little, little bit, little bit controversial statement or not really controversial, but to me, it's kind of like the, the video game equivalent to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's, it's, 12 hour movie but it's like it's like you could it's like you could just chill out but at the same time there's still danger and there's still challenge available but it's like it there's there's nothing really confining about the game and I'm not talking about just in its open open worldness but I I, I think that uh, I don't know it it, it it's it's kind of hard for me to put this in words, but but the whole self discovery and and exploration I think are the two defining uh, elements to this game. Um, I, 
what do you, what do you mean uh, when you say self discover? Are you discovering something about yourself as you're playing through the game that you didn't know about, or? Well, quite frankly, it took me like two hours to mm-hmm. just figure out how to cook. Ah, <laughs> I've just figured that out. Yeah, I, I did not know how to cook. I walked up to a bowl. Uh, okay, I, I, can't, I can't. It doesn't give me an option to cook. Um, I lit the bowl on fire. Um, okay, I, I want to cook now. Um, <laughs> no, there's there's no op- no option to cook. Okay, let's go in this menu. Um, okay, there's some ingredients. There's an option to hold the ingredients. Okay, um, uh, hold uh, one ingredient. Um, uh, up to five ingredients. Okay, uh, five of them. Okay, I'll a <clears throat> little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Okay, I'm holding five items now. What? Okay, I exile the menu. Okay, oh, I'm cooking. Oh, th- that's cool. <laughs> so, so you d- you discovered that you like cooking and video games? Is that the discovery? <laughs> yeah, and and, and 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 it's the fact that I just it's the fact that I didn't walk up to the bowl and it's like, would you like to cook? Mm. I mean, it doesn't it didn't do that? You know, it, I just it was to me it felt everything I felt. That I did, it felt kind of organic. It felt like learning how to do something. Okay, that's um, you know, uh, that kind of sounds soulsish. <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna bring out like, oh, it's a, this it's is dark, the dark Souls, Souls of Zelda games. This is the yeah, Dark yeah. Souls of Zelda games. What are you talking that's, about? That's already <sighs> been said, I'm sure. Oh yeah. But um, what what I mean is that like that game is known for not handholding, right? And it feels like that's kind of the vibe that this Zelda game gets, and that's drastically different from especially the other one. I didn't play uh, Skyward Sword, but I heard that was the hand-holding was especially bad in that one, because <laughs> the sword hours. just wouldn't shut up. Yeah, three hours of tutorial in that game is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. In, in Skyward Sword, I, I, think, I think I played through the three-hour tutorial, and then by the time it was done with and I was able to explore, I was actually over the game already. Yeah, that yeah. game that game has a lot of problems. All right. But uh I also feel that you could another thing I like about it, and the thing is this goes with pretty much all open world games really, is that to go to for, from point A to point B, uh Ten people could play the exact same point A to point B, and then ten people could have a completely different experience. And I think I think that's also a kind of a kind of a cool thing about the game that I think is pretty awesome. All right. Well, we should move on from Zelda. I think there's a couple other games to talk about. So here's one thing I will last. The last thing I want to say. He wants to end it on a let's piss off the internet mode. No, 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 no. no. This is a good note. I wouldn't end it on a bad note. I'd end it on a good note. Um, My the the one thing I will say is, despite what some will view as my cynicism, uh, my son loves it. Uh, He thinks it's cool as can be. So. the fact that he thinks it's awesome means that even if I got another five hours in and all of a sudden decided I didn't like the game, it w- I'd still finish it because he thinks it's awesome. Cool. Uh, well, it, I, I don't I don't feel like I have to ask this, but Jason, do you have anything else that you've played, or is that it? 
that's that's it. I still need to get back to uh, uh, Neo and Yakuza <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Neo. I can see myself getting back into Yakuza Zero easier than Neo. Uh, you think? Yeah, you think? Yeah, but uh, also probably in the next couple weeks, I'll probably pick up Near as well. Because fr- from the demo that I played of it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a game that's coming out. Hey, I, you know, maybe they should slow these game releases down because I kind of can't keep up. I'm just saying. Hey, no. No, Mass <laughs> Effect Andromeda. I know. <laughs> that's like two weeks after Nier. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. Hey, Persona 5. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And then Ukulele oh is in God. April. And then freaking Injustice is in May. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have time for all this. First world problems. Anyway, uh, John, do you have anything else to talk about besides Zelda? Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. We already oh, talked yeah. about that game. <laughs> when did we I, talk I, about that? Before you got yeah, on the show. Yeah, oh, of course you did. Okay. Uh, John's I like, say, I, don't, I, I don't remember, and Jay sat there and talked about it for like 10 minutes. Like, come on. It's awesome. It's pretty It's well, proper awesome. I have um, a chance to talk about it, so be prepared for me to talk about it quite a bit, too. No, you're not allowed. Uh, you don't like Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan starts off with like, "See, the reason Horizon Zero Dawn's a better game than Zelda. oh snap!" <laughs> I would not say that. <laughs> but come on, that would get the internet in a tizzy. That'd be fun. So um, yeah, that game's awesome. Although it does have the um, problem of making incredibly easy to stealth kill and pick off like enemies. That's kind of uh, it, it's. It's got the mafia problem. Yeah, it's super easy to do that, which kind of discourages you from experimenting with the weaponry. But it's very well. well luckily, you and... can't stealth kill everything. You can't like stealth kill the thunder jar or something. Like no, that. but at right. this at the earliest, I mean, it's it's definitely op uh, that uh, yeah, early on really anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still super nice. I think the story seems engaging. Um, uh, the voice acting's pretty well done. Uh, Alloy's a good character. The different types of weaponry that you've got, actually, if you do use it to its potential, shakes things up. Um, uh, the On the Pro, it plays just phenomenally. It's so pretty. Oh, uh, um, you... sorry to stop you, John. But how do you feel about the rope caster, dude? That's like one of my favorite weapons in video games now. That thing I is think so it's much freaking fun. awesome. I, you know, I think the trip the of is it. cool, too. But, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I really like the rope caster. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn good. And again, it's just some nice inventive weaponry to make your lives a little, uh, life a little easier if you plan ahead. Um, again, it can be very easy to pick off uh, enemies with a uh, with the stealth kills, but and uh, uh, enemies as well. Uh, I have encountered a couple of bugs. So I was uh, there's a mission kind of early on where you have to where they introduce bandit camps. And there's one where you it's kind of built upon like a, a stream. So they've got wooden planks everywhere that are like that you they've got their armaments on and bits and pieces. And I was fighting and I got knocked back by an enemy and it threw me into it glitched me into a like under the platform, but there was no way to get out, which was frustrating. Um, luckily, it saves quite generously. <laughs> um, so it wasn't too bad, but. 
uh, yeah, it's it's pretty darn good. I'm really really enjoying it, and it's is it. And as to Ken said, it's frustrating because you've got that. You've got um, Yakuza that I need to finish. Uh, I haven't even touched Neo yet. You got Mass Effect coming out. There's so many. Everybody good games. forgot about Gravity Rush. Uh, Gravity, well, awesome. Yeah, I I haven't even picked that up. I will. That'll be one of those games that I'll probably pick up like next year when it's cheaper. But it's it, it's an incredible time of the year. It's just these big ass games that just take up so much time. And I've also got to try and find some room to put in mass effect three for Phoenix down. So it's, it's getting a bit strenuous, but still uh, Um, an over, an overabundance of games at not at Christmas. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a good problem to have. What's your priority right now, John, of all those games, which one do you want to finish first? Horizon, because the story yeah. really, really intrigues mm, me. Yes. Um, I also kind of want to get uh, Yakuza Zero done because that's a beast of a game, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with Zelda's going to be my second game. That's the one I'm going to sort of sit when I'm sitting down and Laura's playing on the PS4 or whatever. It's one that I can use on the Switch and, and just sit there and play. Uh, so I'm hoping to kind of play Zelda along with. Horizon and then the Yakuza, but you got, I say, Mass Effect three in three weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, Mass Effect four in three weeks. And it's daunting. Uh, Near, I'm not too fussed about. Uh, I kind of like the demo, but it's not one that's got me as pumped as you, as you guys are for it. So it's one that I'll qu- quite happily wait for uh, further on down the line. Um, and then I played a little bit of Snipper Clips, which is uh, the demo uh, that you can get on the uh, Switch eStore. And that's really quite clever. I think that's... It's going to be one of those co-op games, because it's best played with co-op. You can play it single player, but it's best played with two people. Uh, it's going to be one of those games that is going to probably cause me and Laura to shout at each other um, mm. because we're not getting it right. You're getting it right! And, but then when you do, it's kind of, yay! <laughs> so um, I'm interested to see what that does. Um, but uh, that's it. That's all I play. All right. Well, Wombat, now you can talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Um, so I feel about Horizon Zero Dawn the way you guys feel about Zelda. Um, <laughs> it's a better game than Zelda confirmed. <laughs> um, no, I. It's it's like they. Um, uh, it's like they they created in a lab the exact perfect game for me. Not. I'm not saying it's perfect. Oh, um, what? It's perfect. It's better. I'm trying than Zelda. to get out in front of haters again. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it, um, it ticks all the boxes that, um, I enjoy in games. Um, the voice acting is fantastic. Um, because the visual fidelity is so good and the character models are so good, it's super easy to get really engaged in their conversations. Um, you know, I think the main character is, um... She was immediately engaging, uh, and uh, that that's huge for me because that's a big part of why I play games is for the story and for the characters. So, um, the I love the monster hunter esque aspects of hunting some of the bigger animals. Um, I love the fact that you can you know scan them for weak points and then you can shoot them in a fuel tank with a fire arrow and watch them blow up three seconds later. Um, uh, I find the exploration in this game to be very engaging. Um, I love the fact that 
I, I think it's come, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of games have done the post-apocalyptic thing, um, but none of them have quite done them this way. And, um, I, I think this game's take on, um, that subject matter is really interesting. Just wait so, till you find out what's really going on. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so <laughs> I don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. I, <laughs> I am, I am, uh, I'm tremendously engaged in the story in this game. I love the characters. Um, I, um, I love the gameplay. Uh, I agree. There's some. Uh, you can lean on stealth a little too heavy with some of the smaller enemies, especially, but. Um, the game throws you into enough situations, I think, that um, you can't stealth your way out of, that it sort of makes up for it a little bit. Not 100%, but it makes up for it a little bit. Um, and, um, you know, j- it just in general, uh, obviously playing it on a 4K HDR TV, it is amazing looking. Absolutely agreed. Un- almost unbelievable looking. And... Um, the uh, uh, that you know goes a long way. I, I like you know it's it's another one of those games where um, there are some things that it sort of apes from other games, but um, God help me if they don't have the best tower unlock system. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just I don't know. I, the tool yeah, necks I are good. I know all they're doing is taking a mechanic that other games have done for ten years now and putting a different skin on it. But man, it it uh, it helps because it certainly feels different trying to get on the back of one of those things. And, and most importantly, it doesn't overdo any of its size stuff. That's like a checklist. They're very very small, tight, and compact experiences. So there's like what like four or five tall necks in the whole game, right? So, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you only do that so many times. There's only a few bandit camps in the whole world. There's only a few of this, but there's a lot of different things. But there are only a few of them, so you won't be doing something like 10, 15 times in a row, which would yeah. make it tedious. I agree. Um, so I, um, you know, this this game, um, I, I will uh, finish Zelda, but that I'm, I'm exclusively playing that when my son can play. So um, uh, that's not a... Uh, it's not like a game that I'm just sitting by myself playing at night. Horizon's that game for me, and um, I love it. I can't wait to to get further in it. This is the game that, to, to Gambus's point earlier, this is the game that I can't wait to keep coming back to um, because I always find something something neat. Um, I love the mount uh, system. I, I think it's you know again. I know it's just dressing something up in a different skin, but man, the skin is pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, I love it. But uh, by far, um, the thing that uh, I, is most sort of impressive to me about the game and is the thing that I, I think Gorilla has always done and probably doesn't get as much credit for it as they do some of the other stuff that they do. But the, the facial expressions and the um, uh, the way the characters are designed uh, are tremendous. And it, it really adds a lot to the game when uh, the facial expressions and their reactions are so detailed. Um, even like subtle eye movements or subtle mouth movements um, make a huge difference in making in the difference between um, talking. And this is another one of my favorite series, but I'm going to hate on it for a minute. 
the difference between talking to somebody, talking to an NPC in Mass Effect, um, even the videos that we've seen so far of Andromeda, uh, and talking to NPCs in this game is is pretty pretty tremendous. Um, so yeah, I I will gush about this game the way you guys gush about Zelda, and somebody can come behind and tell me how wrong I am. PlayStation uh, fanboy. Yeah, and, and isn't it crazy that these guys? The last games they have ever made is just a bunch of Killzone games. Yeah. And they yeah. come out with this giant open world masterpiece. What? It's, it's ridiculous. Me ten years ago that the guys who made Killzone um, would create a game like this, I'd laugh because yeah, exactly. I, thought first, I thought the first Killzone was awful. Um, Killzone two was better, right? But uh, this this one is just tremendous. Well, it's 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 a, such a departure. Well, you get to see yeah. like these guys have not wanted to make Killzone for a while, and mm. Sony kept making them make Killzone because it was selling. And then you know they've wanted to make this game for a long time, and Sony well, finally gave them the green light, and it did well for both both parties. Yeah, yeah, I've got feel there's a lot is, of passion. Yeah, this is this is what's going to be their thing for the next few years. So, and fair play to them. And as I say, it's I don't think it's perfect by any means, but it's certainly an impressive, impressive game that's again, as you say, a lot of love and care gone into it. And it you can tell. So good luck to them. It feels good that all three platforms have like a first party game that's really good already. And it's only March. That's. Mm-hmm. Something first Halo does. Wars 2 is incredible. I mean, nobody remembers that game, but it's fucking incredible. Oh, right, that game came out. Yeah, that, and, and that's the response a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people have yeah. that response to it, but god damn, it's a great game, and you can dismiss it all you want, but... It's it's not it's not the fact that I'm dismissing it, because obviously, you know, I'm not... You know, I like RTS games, but it's just people's, you know, kind of uh, preconceptions about the game. A, it's a sequel to, you know, Halo Wars, so you have to kind of have played the first game to have an opinion on the second game coming out, and... You know, it's an RTS on the console as well, and it's also buried in between all these crazy releases. You know? Oh, absolutely! I'm not saying that it's an ideal release. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I'm happy to see all three companies have a really solid game already in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a sign that 2017 is going to be pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's already good, Ken. It's already beyond good, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely! And it, it, you know, yeah. March just started. It's only going to get better. You think? There might be a few Ooh. games coming out in the next, I don't know, nine months. Persona for a start. That's oh, not man. the start. Mass Effect's yeah. the start. Well, Mass Effect, yeah. Mass Effect's the start. Shit. Persona. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Shadows of War. That looks amazing. Yep. Well, I haven't actually seen the game yet. I've just seen a CGI trailer. <laughs> but well, if the last game is engine. anything, if the last game is anything to go by, I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's else? another that's another game that I need to go back and play. Yeah, the, you do. It's the good. First yeah, one. I actually I haven't been dead myself. I it's have, it's yeah, real good. To... It's a real good game. Uh, anything else? Uh, the um, uh, what else? Oh, um, the, I mean, this is a this isn't going to break any news, but um, we my uh, my son and I have been playing uh, Rayman Origins co op uh, to try and finish that game, <sighs> and that's another one that you go back to it and you forget how good that game is. 
It's, it's very good, but experience. once you get about a little past halfway, it gets super hard. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, it gets very hard. Even though, like, the tricky treasures or whatever oh. are very, very difficult. So, uh, but it's, man, it's a blast. And, um, um, again, it's a, we're playing the Xbox 360 version, and uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's the only really the only other thing I've played besides Horizon and Zelda. All right. So, well, I'll wrap it up. I don't have a whole lot to say. I've been gone most of the week. I was actually only had like two days to play games, uh, but I somehow managed to squeeze ten more hours into Zelda in those two days. Um, <laughs> and then I played a little bit of Fast RMX for the Switch. I might get. I might get that. Ooh, how's you, that? You should get that game. It's it's uh it's very fast. Um, it's very pretty. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And it's very RMX. It's very F Zero. I will not. It looks. It I'm looks not, a lot like Wipeout. I'm not going to have this conversation again, John. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking '90s kids in your. <laughs> I like Wipeout. You know, F Zero was my jam. Uh, I'm just saying, just Google RMX. It looks like Wipeout. It right? looks like, like F Zero. You visually. just don't look at. You don't look at F Zero anymore because they haven't made one since nineteen. Is that our fault though, Ken? Is that our fault that we haven't looked at F Zero, or is it Nintendo's? It's fault? It's Nintendo's fault. I'm not saying it's yeah. not Nintendo's fault, but shit. No, if you if you like those <laughs> if you like those futuristic fast racers, you should check this game out. It's real. They made a Wii U game that nobody bought, <laughs> and it was really good too. And this one is a lot like that one. So, um. And then I played about six hours of Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I can talk about because the embargo is up at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> on Monday. Nice. Um, if you looked up the word "dude bro shooter" in the dictionary, this is it. <laughs> this is motherfucking it. Uh, it is a four-player co-op game, open world, um, with kind of a crackdown aesthetic. Not, I'm sorry, not aesthetic. Um, really? Mechanic. Oh, okay. Um, in the sense that you have an area and you kind of do all of the missions within the area to unlock the mission to take down the boss of that area. And then once you take him down, you kind of control that area. Um, it has a lot of open world stuff. Like there's a lot of things on the map to collect. Uh, resources that you can use to upgrade your abilities. So once you get resources, you get you also earn XP and get skill points, and the skill points can be used to upgrade things like your drone or your revive abilities or your hip accuracy, things like that. Uh, but you also need the resources. Um, you can also find medals in the world that unlock perks on top of your skill points, which are kind of nice. Um, the dialogue in the game is exactly like a Ubisoft press conference. Oh God! It's um. <laughs> I oh, have wow. I have heard my character call my co-op partner uh, a fuckstick more than once. Oh, fuck. Um, when I blow was up, was it Justin Bonnie Jones? Yes, I was playing with Justin. I was I was supposed to be playing with Drew as well because he's reviewing it, but you know he has to go out of town with his girlfriend because you know he has a life now and all that stuff. So don't be bitter. No, right, what a, what, what a am I being bitter I about, place? John? <laughs> <laughs> I I could tell the tone in your voice. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of really weird. Let's just say there's a there's a cutscene in the game where somebody was talking about a bloody condom, but we'll just leave it at that. Uh, 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 this is like this is official dialogue they've written for this game. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> Dude, bro, shooters is right. Dude, Damn. bro, shooters, Dude, bro. For sure. but uh, it, it's fun. Um, 
it is best played with friends. If you play solo, you're not going to have that great of a time. Um, but, you know, everything in it feels good. The weapons feel good. The world is huge. It's pretty. Um, I like it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a very nice diversion from, you know, other things that I'm playing right now. It's it's just kind of mindless. You don't have to think a lot while you're playing. Uh, you can approach situations any way you want, which is it makes it fun. Not a huge penalty for dying. You just kind of start right back where you were. So it's it's really kind of a mindless, fun co-op shooter. And, you know, we don't have a ton of those anymore. Uh, I think the last one we really dove deep into was kind of The Division, which makes it kind of fitting that this is also a Ubisoft co-op open-world shooter. But, you know, it's fine. Um, I hear it's going to do well. Um, a, lot of, a lot of pre-orders after that beta. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. So a lot of people seem to be relatively excited about it, and it'll probably have longer legs than the last Ubisoft game, which nobody seems to be talking about anymore. What was the last? Did Rainbow uh, Six, was it? For Honor? You know that game? Oh, game yeah. Game? For <laughs> Honor, yeah. Well, yeah, you guys that... were high on that game. I was. Game. I was totally high on that game. I know Wombat was high on that game. And I'm just... still high on it. Yeah, yeah like... Got other stuff to play right Yeah, right that, that game, like Halo Wars really picked the wrong time to come out. It seems that way. Yeah. So, that's disappointing. But no, I, I played a lot of that. Look forward to playing a lot more of that. Um, I played one match of Overwatch this week. Wow, well done. Yeah, just one. So. I uh, Oh yeah, I did my placements for competitive um, as well. <sighs> the new hero, did you see? Uh, I'm sure you'll cover that. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that in okay. news. We'll, right. we'll talk okay. about her in news because that's pretty exciting. But let's uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week first. Um, a lot of the stuff we've already been playing. Uh, At Atler Furis, the Alchemist, and the Mysterious Journey. That's oh. out this week. Uh, Lego Worlds is out this week, which looks really Ooh. cool. Which looks really cool, but man, who's got time for that? <laughs> Yeah, I actually want to play that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Near Automata is out. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is finally coming out for everything else. It's been, mm-hmm. out, been out for PS4 since, what, uh, December? Uh, PSX, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one's finally coming to PC and Xbox One this week. Uh, Verdun is hitting Xbox Ver- One. What now? Verdun, V-E-R-D-U-N. It looks like a World War One or Two shooter <laughs> strategy game, kind of. Oh, God. All right, okay. Um, Too Dark. It's an indie game. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, Tabletop Racing World Tours coming to Xbox. That was the one that was on PS Plus a while back. Yeah. Um, Blaster Master Zero. It's coming to Switch. Yeah, we can do Switch releases now. What's up? Well, hey. Yeah. What's up? Blaster but, Master. Yeah. But, Ken, what's coming out for the Wii U, though? Uh, we'll Maybe talk not. about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, Voez is coming to the Switch. I don't know what that is. Um, 3DS is also getting Blaster Master Zero. So that if you don't have a Switch, you can still play it on the 3DS if you'd like. And the most important release of the week, um, this, the Wii U has nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it actually has two games listed. One of them is next week, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, all right, time for the PC funny game name. Can I find one? Can I find one? Mm-mm-mm. Of course you can. 
no. Sorry. You know, not trying hard enough. I'm looking at all the ones coming out this week, and there's nothing. There's my vet practice, Marine Patrol. There you go. That's Wait. Right. Wait, that's one title? That's one title. It sounds like Marine two games. Marine Patrol. It Say it again. My vet practice, Marine Patrol. That is two games, Ken. You're lying to me. No, that's one <laughs> game. That's, one, that's game. The one game is about being a veterinarian. And the other one's about being a marine. There's two games, Ken. Come on. I'm pretty oh, sure that there are marine animals that the vets have to take care of. So, that's it. hey, there. Here's here in the um, the uh, inception of the week. There's a game coming to PC this week called Switch. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Is this going to be one of those cases where you walk into Blockbuster, ask for a game, and they give you the wrong thing? I don't think you I don't think away with rem- the switch. I don't think blockbusters exist anymore. I'm just gonna say. No, no, no well, what I mean is that like, you, know, you go you get that wrong title thing so that people you know how when movies come out they obviously try to make a knockoff movie of a similar name to try to fool people into oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know getting that kind of thing. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like. Yeah. So, yeah. so buy buy switch on the PC this week. That's not confusing. Mm. Uh all right. News um, Xbox announced a basically Netflix service for Xbox One. It is called Game Pass. So for sounds ten, intriguing. Ten bucks a month, you get access to over. They're claiming over a hundred games. Um, you can download them to your hard drive and play them as long as you're paying for the service. Uh, some of the titles listed are Halo Five, Saints Row Four, Lego Batman, uh, Soul Calibur Two. Uh, so this includes Xbox One and Xbox 360 games. That's also worth noting. So, sounds cool. Sounds certainly and, sounds better than PlayStation now. And, and how cheaper. does the uh, the games work? Do they like rotate out, and you no longer have access to some of them? Or yeah, so it? it'll be like Netflix, where every month I'm assuming some games will come, some games will go. Um, that, that's but like, let's say let's say you start out like Halo Five at the end of the month because you're just getting to it. And it gets rotated up, and you no longer play it. Nope, it's just like Netflix. If you're binge watching Twenty Four, oh. and they take Twenty Four off the service, you're yeah, yeah. But like you know, that's uh, I, I don't mean know. that's how like, Netflix. I don't understand the issue with that. That's how Netflix works. I, I I get the comparison to Netflix, but like you know, when when you have like yeah, but games take a lot longer to play. I don't know. Have you ever, ever binge watched Supernatural? Yeah, for TV shows it's different. For like movies and stuff, and but but it's also like shows like of that length can also stay up there for much much longer. I don't know. I started watching Twenty Four on Netflix one month, and the next month it was gone. Twenty Four was up there for like a long long time. Yeah, and you're also assuming these are going to leave in the next month. So I'm just saying, wait till the service launches before you pass that judgment. No, no, no. I'm not talking about judgment. I'm talking about like. You just told me they they kind of cycle up by the month. Is that a confirmed thing, or is that something that you're saying? No, I'm no. They've said that games may come and go, but let's be fair. The first party games ain't going to come and go. They're going to come. No, and stay. Microsoft stuff's going to stay there. Yeah, okay, and most I of these so. publishers are probably going to stay too. But there may be the thing where a license happens and a game has to go. I mean, that's just that's business. I mean, there are downloadable games you can't buy anymore because well, the license is run out. I mean that's the that's the world we live in now. 
That's no. why physical's better sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's cool. We've wanted people to do a service like this for years, and in fact, everybody kind of wanted Nintendo to do it because, well, mm. who has the best back catalog of any manufacturer in the business? Didn't the Sega Genesis have something like this for? Yeah, the TV. Way back this what was it called? Yeah, yeah, Sega yeah. Channel. We could. Mm-hmm. You could just download and play games and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was back in like 1994. Yeah, or yeah, so. Yeah. so it probably didn't work as well as this is going to work. So I'm uh, intrigued. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. I and, think it's. I think it's a really neat step forward. I do. And hopefully, it will push Sony to maybe rethink how they do PlayStation now, or the pricing at least. At least uh, put some PS1 and PS2 games on there. That'd be cool. Mm. Um, in the news that pissed off the Destiny community this week, uh, Bungie has confirmed that your character level and items will not transfer into Destiny 2. Of course they won't. <laughs> the, the Destiny uh, players, I believe, it's like baby's first MMO. So they don't understand <laughs> the rules, the regulations <laughs> that go into these things. That's standard, folks. That's how it goes. You know, when they made Final Fantasy MMOs. 14 from Final Fantasy 11. Your shit didn't transfer over because it was a different game. That's just how it goes, unfortunately. I'm just glad that I'm out of it. <laughs> um, here was the most interesting news story I saw this week. New Fire Pro Wrestling has been announced for PC and PS4. Yeah. Yeah. That's that game has Fire a lot Pro of, like... so awesome. Yeah. yeah. People seem to like it a lot. I've never played one. Uh, I'd be interested in checking one out if the if a new it's one. It's the comes Dark out. Souls of pro wrestling games. <laughs> Are you seeing that ironically, Ryan? Or I like, am. No, yeah. it is though. It it requires a lot more precision okay. than a lot of other right. wrestling games do. Uh, it's just great because it's as a fan of the genre, it's it's personally frustrating to me because the genre has gone so far downhill in the last ten years. Um, you've had the same company making WWE games now. Since, gosh, for probably, I don't know, 16 years, 17 years. And, um, they're just, uh, they're not, they're not motivated to be better. Yeah, they're so it's the nice only, to have other options. They're that, the only, they're the only game in town. They don't have to try too hard. Right. Um,. Square Enix showed off an impressive PC tech demo with Final Fantasy XV, but still will not confirm Final Fantasy XV is coming to the PC. So that's kind of funny. Hmm. Hmm. I don't really even understand what you just said there. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) This theme is... They showed showed Final Fantasy XV running on a PC, but... But it's not coming to PC. But it's not coming to PC according to Square Enix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you do play Overwatch, there was a there was a big patch with a bunch of changes, most notably to Bastion, everybody's favorite asshole. Um, and he's already being changed again because <laughs> people were so pissed about yeah, the changes any, to begin with. Any changes to the almighty noob killer Bastion is going to have some serious consequences. And when you make him like viable for the meta. That means he's legitimately powerful to the point where regular counters won't really work against him singularly. And that's that's the shockwave that's going through the community right now. He's getting nerfed again. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Overwatch news, they announced a brand new character. Her name is Orissa. She oh. is a giant tank with four legs. And she looks to be a giant pain in the ass. 
She looks so cool, dude. I like can't her wait. <laughs> I can't oh, wait man. to play with and against her and as her. It's she's got a shield. She's got a mini Zarya um, thing Black that pulls old. enemies yeah. together. Um, yeah, she looks kind of awesome. It's nice yeah. to have another tank. We don't we don't have enough tanks. It is. It is because you feel like oh, you need a tank. You always go Reinhardt. Absolutely. Else, now we need but another. Now... now we need another AOE healer because Lucio is the only one. We need some more. Yeah, we, we might go. Uh, I think a support is probably next for the game. Actually, no, probably Doomhammer is probably next. So he's probably attacked. You mean Doomfist? Oh, yeah, Doomfist, you're right. Uh, so that's probably next, but we do we do need another uh, healer eventually. But I, I do love the fact that, you know, they continuously uh, release new heroes. I and mean, obviously, if you buy the game, they're free. You don't have to pay another dime or anything like that. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Bright feature ahead for Overwatch. Yep. Um, new Injustice character was announced this week. Super pumped for that, Doctor Fate. Mm. Oh yeah, He's coming to Injustice Two. Is uh, is Doctor Strange already in, or is that Doctor Strange not... is Marvel? Marvel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange, they're like mystical powers. Like they're same characters. Yeah. Oh really? DC and Marvel have a character that's similar? No way. Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to I'm starting to see you know the dots. I'm starting to connect them. They they have a couple of really similar. You know, if you if you like, want to dig deep into the horrors of fandom, you'll see like when the characters were created being touted mm-hmm. by each of the sides, as if there's a right and a wrong, you know, side to be on, which is so stupid. But yeah, was there ever a Marvel versus DC game? There was never a game. There was a com. No, there wasn't a. There was a comic yeah, the, series, yeah. Yeah, yeah those, those, those are yeah, those are comic series. Yeah, but there was never oh, man. never a game. Like when uh, when Nether Realms is done with Injustice, they should try to get the license for Marvel as well. Try oh, to they, make a, a, a they've DC talked game. about they've tried a couple times. Yeah, they've they? tried. Uh, Ed Boon's always been for it. The problem is, is that you know the Marvel license is in so much limbo between the different companies that it's just nigh impossible to do it. That'd be so cool, though. I played the hell out of that game. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be, and if you're going to pick somebody to do it, who better than Nether Realm, who has made incredible DC fighting games? So, uh, what else is going on? Joy-Con issues are still there. Nintendo put out a press release giving you ways to get around it. You know what way I got around it? I bought a Pro controller. <laughs> $70 investment. It was worth every penny. Trust me, the Joy-Cons are terrible. Uh, oh, I forgot. I played um, uh, the Final Fantasy XV spinoff retro 2D beat-em-up. What's it called? The uh, King's Tale? That's the that originally a pre-order thing, right? Yeah, it's free on Xbox One and PS4. It's not terrible. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's fine. And in, in this lineup of games that we have to play right now, fine is not good enough. No, it, it's free. <laughs> it's it's worth the 15 minutes it takes to download and check it out. There you go. It's just a 2D also, beat em, the, Just a 2D beat em up. It's fine. On uh, the subject of the Switch Joy-Con thing, where they say don't put it near anything that might have Wi-Fi, <laughs> like I don't know your TV. Like anything in your house? Jesus Christ. Uh, Do you want to know what you're getting for free on PlayStation Plus this month? Uh, PlayStation 4, you get Disc Jam, which some people are calling the 2017 Rocket League. 
Oh yeah? yeah. Oh, that's that's exciting cool. statement. Yeah, people okay. are people are pretty hyped on that game, and it's free, so it looks like it could be a big hit. Uh, also, Lumo, that's for PS4 and Vita. Uh, Tearaway Unfolded, so oh. somebody will finally play that game. That game, oh, I will. I, I I adored that game on the Vita, and I heard the PS4 version is just as good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. checking it out. Oh yeah, gosh. but this, this is a really, really good game, folks. Trust me on it. Just play it. Uh, PS3 gets uh, Earth Defense Force 2025, because hell yeah. S- sweet. Uh, and then Undernight <clears throat> in Birth. I reviewed that fighting game. That is an anime-ass anime fighting game, and it is pretty sweet. Yeah, and finally there'll be a community to play, because it's free. Uh, and Severed is free on the Vita. Oh, Drew, Drew's not here, so I will also vouch for him saying that that's an excellent game. We both played it and reviewed it. Fantastic. Um, what else is going on? The Xbox Pass was the big news. Um, Nintendo uh, did a uh, a direct with a bunch of indie games. A lot of games coming there. Big one coming out of that announced was uh, Steam World Dig Two, which I know got uh, John's panties in a ruffle. Did it though? Why has he got his camera on? I don't. Does he have his camera on? He's, if you go back to Skype, he's oh got Oh my his, god, yeah, he's got his camera on, but his is, mic is I can't mic hear him. I can't hear him. John, you idiot, what are you doing? He's on his phone. I'm, I've, I've broken off. I don't know how I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're seeing John in like this really dark room. Yeah, let's not go outside. He's, oh man, he kind of looks a little creepy. Hang on. Hang on. There you go, you can see the street light. There's my street light. That's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know how I've done this. I've pressed a button and I shouldn't have done oh, <laughs> this. is so go. good. It's like a grandpa that, like, fumbled with a footage <laughs> for the first time. It's a time. shame. Like, it's such happened. a shame that we don't do a video podcast every week. <laughs> it would be a mess. And yes, I am very excited about SteamWorld Dig 2. Thank you. Very excited. Yeah, so did did you, John, did you play SteamWorld Heist? Yes, and it was awesome. That's what everybody tells me. It's amazing. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. So, yeah, they announced a lot of games coming to the Switch, including that uh, Shakedown Hawaii, Ukulele, um, Binding of Isaac. I mean, there was a lot of stuff on the stream. Uh, well, Binding of Isaac had already been announced and it got sure, delayed because sure. it was meant to launch, wasn't it? But yeah. uh, things like Runner Three, Runner Three is exclusive to the Switch. That's amazing. And Steam World launches first on Switch. Mm. So. But they've they've always been fans uh, of Nintendo. They've always launched first on the 3DS and and Wii even, U, even before PC. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good for that, man. Uh, Turok Two Remasters coming to PC real soon. Um, mm. I love Turok Two. Probably my favorite. Is that the one with the, the brain? Cerebral boar, baby. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. That's the Good, one. I love that thing. Good. Um, Street Fighter V released a new DLC character and nobody noticed. <laughs> nobody cared. That's the difference. Oh, man. That game. I feel so bad for that game. Don't. Yeah. Should, uh, it should have been one of the greats, man. Should have been. Should have been. Uh, I think that's. It's uh, Pokemon Go surpassed 650 million downloads, so there's that. And of course, there's the Shadow of War. Yeah, well, we talked about that last week. We just it hadn't been confirmed yet. It's now been confirmed. It's due out in August. Uh, one last note: uh, EA uh, announced that Peter Moore is leaving. Mm. He is to uh, go and be a CEO of Liverpool FC. Yeah, so he's leaving video well, games entirely. Or as you, you guys would say, um, Liverpool soccer team. Yeah, it's a soccer. It's what they play. They play soccer. 
No, they play football. No. Yes. The NFL people play football. No, they don't. They play handbag. There's a difference. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you call it a handbag? Handbag. Hand. Say that again, one more time. Hand egg. Hand egg? Yeah, it looks like an egg. Hand egg? What the fuck kind of <laughs> eggs look like footballs, man? Well, well, what, 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 kind of eggs, what kind of mutant eggs are you eating over there in the UK? It looks more like an egg than it does a football. It looks like a football it's a egg. It's a football it's a egg. It's a ball. It's a Let's call it gridiron. At least that that makes sense. I call it football. It's the, it's the NFL, the National Football League. National hand egg. What do they call the soccer? It's MLS, Major League Soccer, right? Americans. Yeah. Anyway, emails. This one comes in from Sam. He says, I bit the bullet. Got a 256 gigabyte micro SD for the Switch. I like not having to upgrade storage in the future, but the only game I plan to own digitally for now is Fast RMX F0. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Wipeout. <laughs> uh, do you think that's too much storage? What is your preferred capacity for the Switch? I'd prefer a terabyte, but that ain't happening anytime <laughs> soon. Well, I got 128 gigabytes for mine. I think that'll do nicely for the time being, at least. It will. Ideally, Uh, 500 gig would have been nice, but hey-o. Yeah, like I said, I've got four games installed on mine, and I still have over 20 gigs. So I don't think these games are going to be super big. Not the downloadable ones. The big ones like Zelda and stuff, like, I'll get on carts. Yeah, but Zelda's Zelda's only 14 gigs. Mm. Because it looks like crap. Uh, Don't it, (laughs) Ryan? <laughs> John, going there. Okay, John's trying to get me in trouble. Oh, that's funny. Uh, what I, what I'll say is that like the difference of cost per gigabyte you get from a hundred and twenty eight to two hundred and fifty six a gigabyte and uh, micro SD is substantial. It's like four times the cost. Yeah, it'll, about it'll three come to four down. times the cost. So that's a lot more. So I, I recommend, like, if you're, like, not going to buy everything, literally buy, you know, digitally, just go with the 128, which will only cost you, like, $40. And then from there, up, they upgrade later when it comes down in price. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best route right now. I think 128 will be good for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he also says, if anyone wants to co-op in Neo, let me know. I'm playing it as much as I can until Zelda, which is now passed. Uh, progress is slow, though. It just beat Rakiri. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, right here is a sword. It's not the boss, but I know who you're talking about. I, I will say that, like, Sam, if you need some help, just hit me up on Twitter, man. Uh, I'll help you out for some jolly cooperation. Holy crap, so many games. It's awesome. Damn right. Yep. Uh, Jeff sent us an email says, Hey, all picked up Horizon this past week, and I'm loving it. It's lots of fun, and I recommend it to all PS4 owners. But I was at the beginning of the game after Aloy vows to compete in the proving made me think of the classic montage song from South Park. In fact, it made me do more than think about it that I decided to make a video for it. Peace out and enjoy the video. I will post the link to this video in the notes for the show, but he has sent us a Horizon Zero Dawn South Park montage. I I had the exact same thought of that exact same moment, so well done, sir. <laughs> You're gonna need a montage! montage. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh man! Uh, I will watch that shortly. Let's go to the Twitter. Twitter, Mookie. Uh, if you didn't see it, somebody did make the picture we asked for last week. 
uh, Drew crying about having all these games in one place on the PC. Uh, but Mookie responded to it and said, If anyone is as close-minded to just run PC games on Steam and or GOG, then you losers are missing out on some fun. Let it go and just have fun. Boom. Roasted. Mm-hmm. Take it. that, Drew. <laughs> uh, Mookie also says, Excellent rant there about the PS1 classics to PS4. They're top greedy or dumb in purpose not to bring it. I, I read that verbatim, so... Okay. Uh, he also says my last headset was the Astro A4009 edition, and it's still awesome. But this year I fell in love with the HyperX Cloud 2 excellent upgrade. HyperX makes some nice stuff. They really do. They do. Uh, he also says a fun fact. Last time I rewatched Kung Pao was when I got interrupted with a girl and ended up getting laid. I wish I finished the movie, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that does not speak. I mean, it's a great movie. It is. But But damn. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, let her hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 tell her that. Uh Chandler says uh it was a terrible Photoshop uh that makes it gold, even though I agree with Drew we needed it, and that's in reference to the picture. Which is pretty fantastic if you haven't seen it. There's even a reference to twelve point seven in there which people will not let go. <laughs> Never. Uh What's the twelve 12- Thing. I don't even think I know what that is. It's uh, their playthrough of Xenogears on Phoenix Down. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't finish it. The last episode they did was 12.6. Oh, gotcha. So everybody's still waiting on 12.7. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Creed says Bill Paxton is the only actor to be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator. Yep. Uh, Adam says Dr. Motherfucking Fate. That is all. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. I can't wait for the inevitable Swamp Thing versus Dr. Fate matches. Uh, oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, Matt says, Switch was delivered to my work. First thing in the morning, put everyone to work, hid, and played Zelda for two hours. Hashtag management jobs. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Dustin says, God damn, Zelda is a fucking amazing. <laughs> Not according to Wombat. <laughs> Y'all. You know it's going to be a joke. It's going to be a joke. That's okay. Um, he says, I do hate Zelda's voice actress. I think it's terrible. And why isn't Link left-handed? That's a good question, mm-hmm. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, canonically speaking, he has always been left-handed. Yeah, except for in Twilight Princess for the Wii. Because right. I have to switch it. They, ooh, <laughs> they had to switch it. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, he says, I really enjoy the Switch 2. When the wife wants the TV, I could just pop it out and keep Switch playing two. Zelda. Pop yeah. it out, eh? Yeah, they're making a I didn't know they'd one. come out with a Switch 2 already. Yeah, it's the upgraded <laughs> version with uh, graphics that are almost... With working Joy-Cons. They're, uh, they're really ramping up the uh, the PlayStation and Xbox model. <laughs> like, we're not waiting three years to release a new version of our console. We're going to release three weeks later. Yeah. Hell, fuck with that. It's the Monday after. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> uh, Chandler says, your market portability and only get three hours of battery life on Zelda. The fuck, Nintendo. It's 2017. Uh, there's there's only so much you can do when it comes to that, that amount of screen size, that amount of processing power. It has a pretty hefty battery, actually, and... Uh, the, uh, yeah. the actual switch, but that's about as you can do 
in the regular consumer market, trying to keep the costs at, at like the reasonable facile. So, yeah, I get it, you know. But three hours is enough. Like if you're playing outside for more than three hours and you don't find an outlet of some sort to can plug the thing into, then that's a carry a battery pack. That yeah. that's also a possibility. As USB-C, well. baby. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, if if the switch was like twice as powerful and had like six hour battery life, it would be like a six hundred dollar system. Then, uh, Dustin says, "I'm excited for Blaster Master Zero, and it's only going to be ten dollars. I think I'm going to buy this. Oh game. yeah, yeah, I think heck I'm yeah." Pick this up. I've, I've never video. played a Blast Ma- Blaster Master game in my life. Kind of Mega I don't know what that is. is it? Kind of. I love Mega Man, so... But with more ex- exploratory elements, yeah. definitely. Mm. Okay. Maybe. Uh, he also says, so Xbox has Netflix-type uh, service. Uh, now people have been begging for that from Nintendo for years. Uh, he also finally says, Man, I never cared for Skyrim or Oblivion and exploring, but Zelda, I'm getting distracted left and right. The world is so big. Uh, Shogun says, Switch is nice, but still not for me. Mm. Okay. That's, you know, that's, I'm not gonna, like, oh, you know how people are saying, like, oh, I'm not gonna buy the Switch because blah, blah, blah. I'm not someone that's going to be on Twitter just like saying that constantly for attention. But I will say that there needs to be more games on it for me to be really, you know... Well, clearly, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like when that like Xenoblade 2 comes out, <laughs> when like when they come out with like a Monster Hunter that's made for the Switch, like I'm in there, yeah. man. Like I'm, I'm getting that. So that's, that's, uh-huh. that's how they get my money. Uh, Anthony says, Hype for Tuesday, near Automata and Blaster Master. Oh man, like Sweet. I have, I have no words. Like Near Automata is like one of my top three games that I've been anticipating for this year, and the fact that I'm going to be able to play it Tuesday just excites me from no end. Yep. Uh, Don Blake says, "Is that a Sheikah slate in your trousers, or are you just happy to see me? Can it be both? <laughs> yeah, it can be both, right? Of course. Uh-huh. All right. This next tweet comes from Wombat in disguise. No, I'm just kidding. It's from King XAD. He says, "Played five hours of Zelda on my buddy Switch this morning, and frankly, don't get what all the noise is about. Recycled nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> cool alt account, Ryan. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You've discovered me. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, uh, "I think the dock should have been made a bit better. Nintendo needs to lock in more." Add some soft fabric to prevent scratching, etc. Zelda, Snips, and Fast RMX are all a blast. Overall, glad I bought a Switch. Wouldn't recommend as much if you have a Wii, though. Uh, Can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts on the Switch and Zelda things. Have a great show, dudes. I think we we talked enough about Zelda this week. (laughs) Uh, Nivek says, if PS4 Pro... You know what we didn't talk about, though? What? Uh... Maybe maybe we did, and I just came in too late and missed it. John, didn't you have some issues with your Switch? Oh, yeah, I completely forgot to mention that. So I had uh, went uh, to the midnight launch, picked up my Switch. It was late. I had work next morning, so I just went home and just left it in the bag. But I'll come back to after work on Friday. And the kickstand just didn't lock in. So it just 
it's meant to lock in. You're meant to press it, and because that's where your memory card is stored. Um, it just flip flipping about. It's just you couldn't push it in at all, and it's like considering it's a really nice piece of equipment. The one thing that basically mm. went crap on me was that crappy piece of plastic on the back. Uh, so I was quite frustrated. Luckily, um, I'm friends with somebody who works there. Messaged them. They kept one aside because they had a pre-order that didn't get collected. And so I was able to swap it today. <laughs> but apparently it's not the first that people have heard of that. Uh, there's a, It's a not common, but it's, it's a fault that has been seen before. <laughs> yeah, that kickstand kind of sucks in, term, in terms of its sturdiness because... I mean, you can stand it up on a table or something um, uh, with no problem. But I feel that the way that it's designed, if you, if someone would just like barely nick the table, it could cause the, the whole system to fall over. Um, mm. So I, I'm I'm planning on buying one of the, uh, the third party uh, kickstands. Uh, I saw I saw one at Toys R Us. I think it was like ten bucks. So it's not not too bad so i'm yeah, i'm thinking about getting a third party kickstand and, and and it also elevates it too to where it's like a it's like a few inches off the uh See, the table yeah you can you can charge it whilst it's the, um in in portable mode yeah who, yeah who thought that was a good idea to put the charging port on the bottom mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> exactly done. yeah um, well, got to sell those accessories. Man, there's a lot of accessories for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all super expensive. Yeah, they are. I bought a uh, I bought a uh, screen protector for. I've ordered one of those, a tempered glass one, because apparently um, it can get scuffed when putting in and out of the dock. So you know, yeah, you know, you know what my screen protector is? It's my dock because it's never fucking coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nivek says, if the PS4 Pro had launched alongside the PS4 in 2013, actually it was 2014, wasn't it, or was it 2013? What's that? The system launched. Did it launch in 2013 or 2014? 2013. Was it really? Yeah, we three and a bit years in, yeah. Oh, wow, I thought it was 2014. Uh, he said, uh, in 2013 for, say, $700, which one would you buy? Seven hundred dollars. So the the PS4 launches at four hundred. PS4, you know, vanilla, and then the PS4 Pro launched the same day, but it was three hundred dollars more. Which, which one would you have bought? Uh, I would have probably went. I would, I no, you know what? I, I, I say I would have went with the standard, but I'm an idiot, so I'd have probably went with the Pro. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot, so I would go with the Pro. But three hundred dollars more is not worth it for that machine. They um they say they're speculating the the cost of Scorpio is to be about six hundred. Yeah, I, I think Phil Spencer came out again this week and said that it's a premium experience. So he explained, it makes me think. He explained why he said that. You, the, the news only oh, okay. reports the news only reports the stuff that gets the clicks. But he explained oh, okay. he explained why he calls it a premium console, and he's 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 actually not happy that he used that word. But he uh, wanted okay. he wanted to say it because he wanted people who own an Xbox One to know they were getting something better. Mm. That's that's kind of like the 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 marketing spiel of it. There's a really good interview with him on uh, this week's Unlocked or last week's Unlocked podcast, where he explains how the Scorpio is is coming along and why he decided to call it a premium console. Um, do do we think it's going to be priced at E3? 
It'll be priced at E3, and in fact, if you want a little piece of inside baseball, they're having an event in May. That's what. Oh, little... so you think that's when it'll be announced and pro- oh, shown and priced? Again. That's uh, oh, that's, that's what the little yeah. that's what my little birdie told me. Okay, so um, I'm really curious about how the Scorpio is going to be. Not so much how it's going to play and stuff like that. I'm more interested on the side of how they're going to try to advertise it, how they're trying to sell it. Because we all know that the the Sony ha- did a did a miserable job selling the PS4 oh, Pro. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they've had time to watch those reactions and see how they, it they have, played yeah. out. So, so I'm curious about the, what Microsoft will be able to take from that experience and say, okay, this is a system. Um, if you still own an Xbox One, it's not worthless that you have an Xbox One. It's fine. It's still a good system. But you should you should maybe buy the Scorpio. It's a really difficult message to put out. Yeah. But because of the increase of power, is so much more substantial than the PS4 to the Pro. Yeah, I think they've got a heads up because of that, because it is going mm. to be a massive jump between the Xbox. And, you know, bearing in mind that the Xbox One originally wasn't as powerful as the PS4, and the Scorpio is going to be m- more powerful than the Pro, that's going to be a good marketing. I think they've got, mm-hmm. they're going to, as I say, they've seen the reactions of the, the Pro and how poorly that was marketed. And I think with that, information along with the jump between those two i think they'll probably do a better job they, they, so. they've got to do a better job because if you if you just looking at it from like the outside window right now the ps4 pro doesn't really stand out that much above a, just like a standard xbox one or ps4 like sony has done a very bad job of making that system seem and i'm not saying that it isn't because, I mean, I'm sure Ryan can comment from experience, and John as well, seeing that thing on a 4K TV is gorgeous. Yeah, mm. especially yeah. an HDR-compatible 4K TV. Yeah. So, for example, just to give you a, uh, an indication, my the TV I have upstairs is 4K and HDR-compatible. The TV I have downstairs is just 4K. Um, and even between those two televisions, it the HDR makes a big difference. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. The Xbox One has HDR. <clears throat> The slim does the yeah. the regular one doesn't. No, the so if you're somebody like me who who bought a regular Xbox One but has a 4K TV, it's you know 1080p is all I get. Yeah, but outside you know outside of that, like looking in from the outside, you you can't you can't see a huge difference. Yeah, it's you know it's, it comes down to let's say if someone that's really ch- trying to get into gaming says like oh which console should I buy? I'm interested in the PS4. Should I buy the PS4 Pro? You're gonna you're gonna lay down a lot of specifications. You're gonna ask for what TV they have, right? You're gonna ask for do they really care about the highest visual fidelity of a particular game, you know? So there's a lot of caveats that you're gonna have to try to throw out there to make a proper recommendation. But when you're recommending the Scorpio over the Xbox One, you'll be much easier sell because it'll be <laughs> such a <laughs> premium experience compared to the regular Xbox One. <laughs> It's, it's, oh, I feel slimy just saying it's it. It's such a weird, <laughs> it's such a weird time in video games. It, it really is. In my opinion, I think these incremental upgrade systems, from the outside looking in, I think will probably end up looking kind of like the uh, going from the Wii to the Wii U. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad comparison. I mean it's, I don't like it either way. Yeah, I mean, what's I mean, besides the processing power, what's like the difference between Xbox One and the Scorpio? Well, that's all, it's all processing power. It's all more memory, more more t- 
T-flops, as they call them, teraflops. Teraflops. Is it is it going to be a, a different game format? Nope. No. The whole point of a lot of the stuff that Phil Spencer's been saying over the past year or so is that whatever they do going forward is going to make backwards compatible uh, games just you know, having to that worry non-existent. So it's built going to be built on the same x86 architecture. It's just going to have, uh, yeah, a more graphical power, um, beefier GPU and CPU, which will enable mm. what they're saying is potentially 4K gaming uh, in a way that the Sony Pro doesn't because they use a, a trick called checkerboarding, uh, which uh, gives the illusion of, of 4K. <laughs> but... We'll see. Who knows? Because we don't know what those specs are going to be yet. Not until this May <clears throat> event. I wish. I wish that back in the like sixteen thirty-two bit days, there was like a checkerboarding for thirty-two bit on a sixteen bit console. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just so, just so we could have these stupid terms floating around. <laughs> well, we we still had like what was that thing? Um, blast processing. Yeah, blast processing. And yes. Shippen, was it Super wasn't yeah all those Super things we, we had dumb great for everything Super FX was really cool but it made yeah, emulating cool. those games super hard yeah and and remember uh, uh mode 7 mode oh seven. yeah mode 7 yeah yeah all this shit was dumb then. It's dumb now. I mean, it's <laughs> it is. But guess what? It sells. I know. It sells. I, 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 well, I don't think it's doing well for Sony. I mean, I'm sure the system's doing fine, but it's not. It's not doing what they wanted it to do for sure. I, at least I don't think it is. We'll see. I think Sony is really kind of coming on its own with what the pros be able to do with that whole boost mode thing coming on. Like that's a that's a huge step in the right direction. If it's a lot of people decide to put it. They haven't yeah. even confirmed that it's going to launch when the firmware does. It's it's that's why it's in beta. Oh, we'll see how that goes. But I haven't seen the functionality that was tested in beta that didn't end up launching when it actually came out for PS4 anyway. So I'm yeah. expecting it. We'll see. Uh, Plo six one seven says Horizon has me. It reminds me of a polished Elder Scrolls game. He says uh, Logan was a beautifully crafted R-rated love letter to the character. So brutal, so awesome. I'm going to be seeing that in about two hours. It is awesome. Then finally, he says, I just wanted to say that I love when Ken and Jay debate. You guys sound like Siskel and Ebert. It's very entertaining. Hmm. Which one are you? I agree. Uh, Which is the dead one? (laughs) (laughs) They're both dead. Are they both dead? Yeah. Yes, they're both dead. That's depressing. You know, I swore I saw some review... By like Ebert, like a couple of months ago, so I didn't know. Their well, website, their website still exists. Dude, it's, just run people... by, it's just run by different people and different reviewers. Oh, uh, okay. So they still have reviews made by the company, or the... yeah, the Cisco and Ebert brand okay. is still a, a brand. Ah, uh, okay, that's probably what that was. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think we have some pretty good debates. I mean, we're very passionate about it. Ken's an intelligent guy, so I I like having conversations <clears throat> with him. I don't. I think you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair assessment, man. That's and I've never I've never said I was smart. That's uh, all I'll say. That's funny. No, I'm kidding. No, they're fun. I I like. It's just like Ryan's comments about Zelda today. It's always mm. you don't get mad at people like that. You just you have the conversation, and you know Ryan knows video games. He's played them for a few years. 
Just a couple. Just a couple. He knows he knows what he's talking about. So I don't discredit his opinion. I just don't agree with it, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, we we all just can like, do that. You know, just like uh, I don't I don't discredit your opinion on Advent Rising. Oh, here we I go. I disagree with it. Are we really really? <clears throat> the Advent Rising joke is almost as old as the two human one, but that's you know. Which yeah, is the true. better game between the two, though? That's the real question. Two human. I would probably give it to two human, even though I really. Oh like yeah. Advent okay. Rising. Although, although Advent Rising is a better Kent, game than Two Worlds, so suck that. Kent, yeah, that's true. I won't, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Um, Ken, uh, Ken was a late convert to the Two Human, uh, Two Human World. I had to learn how to play it. You know, Dennis Dyack yep. didn't tell me until you know a few hours in. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Indeed. Uh. Jeremy wants to know, any of you folks getting the Wii U version of Zelda? Looks like they're pretty close performance-wise. I'm excited to start. Um, there's a Digital Foundry video on the comparison between the Wii U and the Switch version that was pretty um, illuminating as to what the performance is like. Uh, apparently, the the best way to actually play uh, Zelda right now from a performance standpoint is in the Switch handheld, uh, yeah, per- portable mode. Which is the strangest thing, but that's how it is. But at the same time, um, the frame rate drops that you get on the the Wii U doesn't happen in the same spots that you do on the Switch, but it does happen. You will get that uh, drop sometimes the twenty mark or so. But obviously, all three versions, however, do you def- decide to play, is all still very playable. Uh, you might notice it here and there, but it won't affect your enjoyment of the game too much. No, it hasn't bothered me. I mean, it's perfectly noticeable. There's a when you go into the, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a woods area that you go into a uh, little bit into the game, and there's it's really framey in there. Yeah, the the only, uh, thankfully, the only frame issues I've had, um, well, I shouldn't say thankfully, the only frame issues I've had have been in combat, um, but they haven't yet caused me to die or anything like that, just... Looks goofy. <laughs> no, the only thing that causes you to die is the Joy-Con desyncing. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't have that issue. Thankfully. No, you don't, because you play it on Wii U. But yeah, you know what like... I do have though. This is um, I, I meant to talk about this. It's um, you know I see a lot of people talking about how um, uh, this Joy-Con desyncing issue um, and talking about how um, you know it's it's crazy to think of Nintendo hardware having an issue like that. Um, it's not crazy at all because the Wii U since launch has had connectivity oh issues. God, I mean, that thing was a yeah. pain in the ass. <clears throat> so this is a problem, though, that um, Nintendo needs to to figure out why this keeps happening. Um, I know it's not the exact same thing, but it, uh, again, I um, I have a, a brand new um, wireless component upstairs that I have. To, I'm going to have to take our Wii U gamepad apart and reinstall because. Um, it disconnects if it gets more than two or three feet from the system. Um, so it's not, this isn't a, this, you know, having a controller that continually disconnects is not a brand new problem to the Switch. Um, so hopefully it, uh, hopefully it doesn't carry through to, uh, any other controllers or anything like that that they make in the future. Cause man, they need to get a, they need to get on top of that. Yeah, well, you know, nobody bought the yeah. Wii U. That's why they don't remember. True. That's also why it's uh, so ridiculously uh, expensive to try and get one repaired. It's like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, something like that. So that's why I'm just gonna do it myself. Exactly. It's already out of warranty anyway. So, 
Uh, Creed says, I can't believe it took me three hours to go from, and he spelled it completely wrong, Kakariko Village to Hateno because of all the sidetracking. Uh, I was getting my butt handed to me until I upgraded my wardrobe. Yeah. How does the upgrading of your items work, anyway? Upgrading your wardrobe comes after you find something in the game. Okay, so it's but, like based on material? You just gotta no, find well, it? Well, you can... So you can buy armor from shops. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find armor. You get some armor for doing different quests. Uh, and then you can upgrade your armor once you find something. I won't okay. say. I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to spoilers because even yeah, locations yeah, yeah. and things, people get upset about if you say them. But, yeah, there is, there's a quest. There's a side quest you can do from Kakariko Village that lets you find something that allows you to upgrade your armor. And to do it, you need rupees and items, which... If you've been playing the game any amount of time, you should have plenty of these items that they're looking for. <laughs> if you're picking them up, anyway. If you're just leaving them on the ground, then you got to go get them. So. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Also, if you have a full set of armor, you get a bonus. Oh, yeah? It's got set bonuses. Yeah, it's got, it's got set bonuses. There's three, there's three pieces to every set of armor, so. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's all the tweets. Uh, if you want to shoot us a tweet, it's at N4G Podcast. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's at pod, uh, podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to follow all of us on Twitter, Jay is at Botterside J. John is at John W. UK. Jason is at Gambus Con. Ryan is at R. Wombold. And you can follow me in the site at ztgd. Uh, be sure to send us in more impressions of Zelda, telling Ryan why he's wrong. <laughs> uh, we're telling him that he's right. That's right. Yeah. He got one. He got one, but that was him under a fake account. We know that. We know that. <laughs> uh, but that is it for the show this week. Uh, man, it feels like every week we got a new game, and next week we'll have another new game to talk about called Near. Oh man. So. Oh. Can't good. So near, but so far. Yeah. Tuesday, baby. Hopefully Monday morning for me, but we'll see. We'll see. If, if I did pre-order it just in case. I, I am that guy. So, But I think that's it. Uh, unless anybody has anything else. Nope. Nope. Alright, Gambus, nope. do your thing and go. we can go back to playing Zelda except for Ryan because he's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's probably that probably is what I'll be playing in just a minute. Oh, snap. See, it's, it's the best game ever made. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Alright, and it goes something like this. Boop, 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 boop,